Welcome to Nightline, our home movie podcast. I'm one of your host, Prince, also known as Head Knight. Alongside me, we got Freddie. Always committed spoopy. Always in Also known as Nighty Night. We are a group of knights with an absolute love for film and a passion for horror. This is a podcast that takes a different horror film to break down, discuss the ultimate question. Why horror? So hit the lights, sit back, and let the darkness envelop you. If you like that one, extra horror-related content, head over to patreon.com slash nightlightpod. That's night with a what? K. Now. Keeping things going with our year in horror month, also known as, that's a wrap. A that's wrap a wrap. It's a wrap. It's a wrap. You know, just to remind folks, we are finally able to cover films that um, are no longer, or that are struck, I don't know. No longer really, struck work. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, it's, the it's not over. considered struck work. Yes. I should say it like that. There we shout go. Shout out to the writers and actors. Yes. Shout the fuck out. So with that being said, that um, gave us an opportunity to cover a lot more films that were released this year, um, which we're excited about because that's something that we wanted to start a tradition yeah. to do. We thought we weren't going to be able to do it because of the strike, but now we're able to do it, which is fa- fucking fantastic. And the film that we're going to be covering tonight, everybody, is going to have to wait because we've got to give a very special shout out to our ghouls over on patreon.com slash nightlightpod that was night with a K. Alondra, Ali, Taya, Alyssa, Allison, also known as Stormy Knight, also known as our community manager, Joel, James, Kate, Kayla, Philip, also known as the Forest Knight, Zachary, Nashia, Frank, Kristen, Lizzie, Vaughn, Johnny, Layla, Eric, Kelly, Daniel, C, also known T with Night, also known as our marketing manager, also known as our, like, our social media manager. She's everything. <laughs> she does it all. She does it all. David, also known as Nightly. Carrie, Brandon, Anna, Drew, also known as Silent Night, Patrick, uh, Willow, Jessica, Chantal, Rio, Jesse, Joe, Kaylee, Rob, and last but certainly not least, Freddie. Thank you all so much for allowing us to do this, allowing this show to be possible, allowing us to keep the lights on, keep our ramen noodles coming. Yes. <laughs> not microwave it. It's not, it's, not, it's not microwavable, but now it is. Whoa. Yeah. I actually did not know that. This is me learning something new. A couple noodles? Yeah, I've always microwaved it. Yeah, it literally says on the instructions not to. But now it does. Who reads instructions? Not me. <laughs> Nothing's bad ever happened. Is it like what? Like the styrofoam would catch on fire? Um, the, I the assume styrofoam chemicals goes into the soup. Oh fuck it, whatever. That's yeah. nothing. That's You're now a mutant. Play. You're an X Men. There you go. Hell yeah, I'm gonna live forever. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> but. Thank you all so much, truly, honestly. Thank you from the bottom of our heart. Um, it's the holiday season right now, and we're feeling very really thankful right now. So if you head over to our Discord, we actually do have a, a lot of fun stuff going on in there right now um, that I believe we have a secret Krampus. I don't know if that's going to be up by the time you hear this, but... Oh, no, it is. It is. It is. It is. It is. It's so, live. Yeah, by the time right you now. hear this, it is going right now. So run over to our Discord if you would like to go ahead and join into our secret Krampus, which is pretty much a secret Santa. It's just fun because it's horror um <laughs> but fill out the form and when you do fill out that form you'll be able to pretty much talk about the things that you want that's under 25 dollars. we're not trying to break people's wallets here um, so 25 dollars or less um and you can get something and give something so pretty awesome 
I don't know. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. I think it's going to be a really cute little thing. But also, if you if anybody gets us, we are going to actually probably give you a little something extra, something from the studio. Um, what that is, I don't know. I'm looking around the studio right now. There's a lot of stuff. Like we have a dead space mask. We're probably not going to wear it, um, <laughs> but it was a gift to us. That might be yours. Who knows? Um, we have a we have a Jason mask in the corner. We're not going to wear it. That might be yours. Who knows? We have us <laughs> scissors that are in the corner. Might be yours. You never know. But that's if you get us. <laughs> if you don't, I'm sure you're going to get something nice. Don't worry. <laughs> No, truly though, honestly, it's a lot of fun that's going on in there. Um, so go ahead and join the Discord. That's going to be inside of our show notes if you would like to join in our Discord. Um, and hopefully to see you there with some fun conversations as well. Don't just join and like sign the form and then dip. Don't do that. Don't do that. We could see that. And if you do that, <laughs> you're just going to be kicked off the list. So don't do that. Stay inside the Discord so you can actually have a good time and, um, you know, good vibes. Exactly. Good vibes only. For so sure. many great channels too. A lot of great so channels. Much- a lot of great channels, and it's conversations every single day. So we're talking about horror films, we're talking about video games, we're talking about action movies, we're talking books, about everything, dude. Everything. Books, yep. yeah, talk about books. We're talking about everything. Health, everything. Yeah. So join on in. With that being said, and without further ado, the film that we are going to be watching is Mathrigan. 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 Megan. It's the movie for <laughs> Megan. We're talking about Megan, everybody. First and foremost, Freddie. Thoughts? Uh, this obviously was one of the first movies I saw this year. Uh, it was very. When did it come out? Uh, January six. Wow! So literally, holy shit! Yeah, uh, way to this open started the off a banger. Yeah, no, I what love this movie. Uh, there's a lot to love about this movie. Uh, obviously, it got a lot of popularity through social media, through TikTok. A lot of people seen the dance, the yeah. trailer, how silly it is. There were people dressed up as Megan. And last sports Halloween. events as well. That too, yeah. yeah like the, before the movie even came out, True. people were dressed up as Megan. That's um, fucking crazy. They did a great ad campaign around it. They let it flood. Um, they, I think yeah, they that's did when flash mobs too. I think that's when they decided that's like, oh, let's not make it R. Let's make it PG thirteen. So there's right. that as well because of the kids. Yeah, because yeah, because a lot of people were wanting to see this movie. Yeah, and rightfully so. This Smart movie move rocks. for them to do that. Uh, it's very smart. It's very comedic. It's also very, I don't know, it's just... Timely. It's a fun movie. Yeah. That's the best, best way to like really describe this movie. Um, she has this very aesthetically cool look to her very in the way she talks. Valley. And like, you don't expect the things that she does later on in the movie from her. And, and I think that's the greatest part of the movie too, because it uh, resets expectations and... It's it just goes off, yeah. And I love it. it has really uh, a lot to do with like today's times too. Talking about AI all the time, uh, seeing how that's progressing. Tech uh, tech companies and how they actually advertise as well. Uh, there's a lot of stuff in this movie to unpack, and I'm really happy to like break this down. But no, yeah, Megan's a good time. I fucking love it. Yeah, Megan's is super fun. I really enjoy this movie. Um, I did not watch this in theaters, so I did not watch the PG-13 version. Um, I waited for it to come out because I wanted to watch the unrated version because I sure. knew they were going to make one. Um, or they had one, I should say. Um, so when it came out on Prime, I checked it out and I was just like, okay, yeah, this was fun. This was fun. A lot of fun. Mov- uh, a lot of fun. Um, and this came out alongside of Sick. Like Sick was the other film yeah. that came out on Peacock. Um, I want to say that that came out like a week later. But Megan completely overshadowed Sick. 
Yeah. Like everybody no was talking about. Sick, sadly. And Sick exactly. Pretty good, Sick like, was a pretty good movie. Yeah. Good slasher. Um, a good slasher flick. Um, so, you know, but Megan was just that big. Right. In that, in that time. She has that iconic look. And like people remember stuff. She has that look to like, oh, I know Megan from somewhere. Yeah. Because she was plastered all over the place. Yeah. And we, yeah. We've, we've had this discussion previously inside of Midnight Hour. Yes. Where we have had a discussion, um, which if you would like to join our Patreon, you can listen to that episode. But uh, <laughs> we've had the discussion where um, who was going to be the next like big, big horror one. icon. Yeah. And I don't think we really said Megan, but. Yeah, but she can be. But she can be. Absolutely. She the, really the can be. already in the works. Yeah. Megan 2.0. Which a lot of people are excited for. Okay, but yeah, I'll take it. What is that? I think they called it Megan 2.0. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, Yeah, Megan 2.0. Okay, we'll take it. Yeah. But at this point, I mean, it's... I'm here for her. Yes. I feel like um, with this movie, you... If you really want to break it down into a very simplistic film, it's like Child's Play meets Terminator... Yeah, you know, like that's the it's simplistic way Maybe of thinking. Gremlins, it. I don't know. Maybe yeah. random like humor inside it. Too. Yeah, like it's well, that's why the child's play. I child's guess, play, too. yeah. Um, but you know, it's it's interesting because we even had the the battle or whatever, where it was like uh, Chucky was also doing the. Like they were kind of like beefing with each other on Twitter. Yeah. Oh, the and Twitter it was fantastic. You, it was fantastic. You can DM Megan back and forth, and she will ask you random questions, get to know you, take selfies, and send That's it to crazy. you. Crazy. The marketing campaign went off in this movie. It was they crazy. Really did a great job with it. And supposedly they used a lot of AI technology oh, for the marketing. Obviously yeah. they have to, but um, it was. Super genius for this movie. Yeah. Super genius for this movie. The marketing campaign, the way it used social media was absolutely incredible. Um, you know, the the only other like horror film that came out in 2022 actually, um, that kind of used social media to its benefit was Smile. Yes. Um, but that was more of a word of mouth type of thing. It was just like how many things can we catch on fire? Um, so that was really it. But this really genuinely used social media to its benefit of like having snarky comments with Chucky on Twitter and huge list of comments too. Like they're both, they're having great back and forth yeah, like, in promotion of Chucky one. season yeah. three and fucking Megan. Like it was awesome. It was fucking awesome. So I don't know. I, I really enjoy this movie a lot. You know, um, I know there's a lot of people who don't like this movie, um, mainly because of how silly it is, but I think once you embrace it and you kind of understand at that point, like this is what Akela Cooper's style is. She's going to so make great. very silly and witty yet smart and um, amazing and horror master- movies. Masterpiece. Yeah. Do you think this is a masterpiece? Well, or are I you think, saying that as malignant no, or that too? Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Both movies are great. Uh, the big thing is like, could this movie have been better? I don't think there's anywhere like, I would say there could be more improvement. To be honest with you, I don't have any critiques. Yeah. I don't have any I don't critiques. Think it, could have been um, it, it was great for what it was trying to do. It's exactly what you'd want from this movie. So, yeah. Yeah. That's great. I agree. I definitely agree. Um, well, everybody, we're going to about to jump into this. However, I am not going to be the one reading tonight. That is going to be Freddie. We did a, a double kind of thing because we're trying to record two episodes this week. So I'm actually going to be doing the next episode while Freddie's going to be doing this episode. So, Freddie, the floor is yours, my good man. Sweets. All right. Megan, 
directed by Gerard Johnstone, released January 6, 2023, with a runtime of 1 hour 42 minutes. The budget was $12 million. Box office, $181 million. God damn. Yes. With still uh, the high score of 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. That surprised me. Yeah. That was very surprising. <laughs> uh, 93 is huge. 93 is huge. Um, we'd love to see it, though. Oh, yeah, we'd absolutely. Especially it. for a movie of this caliber. Yeah. Like that? That's kind of a big bo- well, Honestly, well, first off, January... That's where, like, bad movies go to die. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. Like, in the beginning, so, it felt like there was no faith for this movie. Right. Um, but as... Everyone's worried, like, why is it released in January? Yeah. Yeah. But um, I think that was the perfect time to release this. Which is because there's not a lot of competition, and that's exactly. how you get the box office of $181 million. Yeah. I mean, New Year, you're, you know, and you're starting with something quite like this. New Year, new tech. Let's go. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yes, I'm excited to see more projects from Atomic Monster and Blumhouse together. Oh, for sure. Looking forward. The to partnership that. is great. Oh yeah. And the Killer Cooper. If we everything. if we get a Malignant two, I guarantee you it would be from these two. That'd be great. I'm down. That'd be awesome. I, I, Warner Brothers would never fucking agree to do that, but yeah. With Megan involved, I don't know how, but yeah, sure, why not? <laughs> okay. It's <laughs> uh, just a whole Atomic Monster universe. <laughs> Uh, but yes, we open to a commercial by Funky of a girl playing with her dog in the voiceover saying, the dog gets old and then she's alone, <laughs> showing the dog getting buried. The way this <laughs> This is how you start a fucking movie. You're like, hey, you see this girl? She loves her dog. But dogs die. Not perpetual pets. <laughs> perpetual so, pets, they, they, they live forever. So she gets it's a perpetual pet. The voiceover explains of all the cool features and the actions it could do, including pooping. Awesome. Also, an app is available with in-app purchases, so you can continue playing on your iPad. That's when we cut to Katie in the car with her parents playing the game on her iPad with her perpetual pet sitting next to her. While her uh, while sitting next to her, her perpetual pet makes noises as her parents get really annoyed. She asks for Katie to turn it down. Her mom then asks her... Um, that's what her sister was thinking about, telling her husband, getting her that new uh, toy, although she has to still play on the iPad, and what's the point? I mean, fair point. Uh, I, so We have a lot tangent. of toys like this, though. Yeah, no, that's a big thing right now, yeah. too. Uh, I used to work at a elementary school as an extended care teacher, and literally kids would play basketball games on their iPad while there was a basketball hoop right there, and I'm just like, times are different. Times are very different. Times are very different. I mean... Why get tired when you can just move your thumbs? You know, I don't blame those kids. <laughs> no, play basketball. If anyone's listening, no, you go out there and have fun. Touch grass. If anyone's listening, stay inside. It's 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 easier inside. No, I'm just, it's I'm just safer. Kidding. It's nice and safe. Well, you, you're 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 paying for it. Well, you know well, what like, happens when you go outside? Let's find out what happens to these parents. You get sunburned. Right. <laughs> you get sunburned. <laughs> Um, as they start arguing about having chains on the tires, they're, or no, sorry, I skipped the line. They skid for a little bit and then they begin to argue about having t- uh, chains on their tires. I love his response though. <laughs> we just found out about chains on tires like yeah. an hour ago. Don't make it like this is my fault. So they're putting the blame back, uh, back and forth with each other. And then, uh, the toy falls as Katie unbuckles her seatbelt to go get it. Her mom yells at her to put the seatbelt back on as they pull over. She gets her toy and sits up and puts her seatbelt back on. They continue arguing about them not being able to just sit in the middle of the road. 
And then that's when her husband says that the, um, or no, she says that we should wait until a snow truck comes to clean the road. But as they say that, they also get hit by that very truck. Well, you stopped in the ironic. middle of the fucking road. But I mean, in his defense, how can you see? Yeah. You know, they're, they're like in a legit snowstorm. Yeah, literally you can't see inches in front of you. Yeah. And then when they get hit, I love it's hard and the slow-mo happens, glass shattering into the car as it fades to black. Well, we get that loading that symbol. Megan. That loading symbol, when when you get that loading symbol at first and then it cuts to the Megan, show so shout clever. the fuck out to that logo too, dude. That is such a tech company logo. I yes. love it. Like it's just it's so it's In so good. Oh my god. Is this also supposed to be Seattle? I don't know. Um, I didn't look it up. It looked either like Seattle or Chicago. I don't know. Something like that. Well, they they died in Oregon. I think that's what they, right. they it's missed. A ski in. trip. Right, right, right. So um yeah. but yeah, we opened to the funky headquarters with a bunch of fun toys and activities being all over the place. Kids playing and kids racing cars as the delivery guy uses the elevator to go up. Gemma and Tess are in the lab working on a failed project. Gemma asking why they are doing this, and Tess says because they have to. Gemma wants to show the boss that what they have, but Tess says that it's not ready and that she's not ready. She gets to her package as we cut to an unfinished Megan hanging up. She opens the package and installs the face on Megan. They begin testing all of the emotions. Oh, I just noticed Jason's in this movie. Jason. Jason Blum. He's oh, right. is he? Yeah, he's right here. He's that guy right there. <laughs> I think that was him. Not that guy. He's <laughs> <laughs> like an old guy. That, that's not, that, that's that's not him. That's Jason right That's there. him right there. Oh, uh, I see. Yeah. I think that's him. I, think, yeah. I don't know. Looks like him. Looks like him. But, but yeah, it's all, possibly that all it's not. these execs passing out these toys. Yeah. And this, of course, this the looks professional like a fun place everywhere. to work. Yeah, it's like the typical tech companies like YouTube headquarters and like yeah. random places that's like, oh, we're fun. We're hip. We're, we're cool. hip. We're cool. We have a slide instead of stairs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Fucking tech companies. That's, that's <laughs> nice. Um, but yeah, they begin testing all of the emotions to see how it looks on Megan. As Hold they on. I want to I I talk about Megan before we yeah. put the silicone over, over her face here. Um, she looks so fucking good. Yeah. Like the way this Her built looks, design. Yeah. Like, like damn near Alex Garland ex machina good. Yeah. And they made this on a $12 million budget. This looks insane. Insane. Are you kidding me? God damn it, dude. <laughs> it's honestly, they picked the right colors for like the metal, the material. Pops out with the blue eyes, like it's 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 crazy. It's like it's like they designed her really really well. Yeah, and the uncanny valley is really good here, right? I mean, it 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 feels uncanny enough for you to know like that is not supposed to be a person, (laughs) but it looks too much of a person. Yeah, like the 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 person's reaction that we see way later in the movie is to me the perfect reaction to this thing. Um, where she's just like, oh, who's your friend? And then it turns her away. She's like, oh, Jesus Christ. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. that's the perfect reaction to this thing because you're just like, what the fuck? Like, you... I thought it was I real. I thought you no, were real. That's not real, yeah. <laughs> like, you are, you are something else. You're an android. Like, what are you? Yeah. So, yeah, I... Very much a fan of how 
the uncanny valleyness works in this um, case here. It 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 doesn't feel too Skynet, where yeah. you're looking at a person like you can tell that's a person who's acting like a robot. Right. But this is just like, is it a person? Like, did they get someone's likeness for this? Like, obviously they got two likenesses for this. They had Jenna Davis right. and they had um, what's her name? Oh, God, it's another little girl. Um, but it was. It was two little girls, um, or one right. was like older, and then one's like an actual girl who's like kind of close to the age of uh, Katie. But besides the point, continue. No, that was good. <laughs> no, she has a great design. Uh, but they make her do a different faces for each emotion. Amy Donald, sorry, Amy Donald, Amy Donald, Amy Donald is the likeness, and the voice is Gemma Davis. Yes, Jenna Davis. Uh, Megan makes a disturbing face when they test confused. Cole says it's um, that it's pretty much Gemma talks about like, oh, why is she doing that? Cole says it's doing what she's programmed to. Gemma's saying it's not responding the way it should be. Cole then begins to take off the face, but off Megan, but struggles to get it off. Gemma telling him to be careful. But then they get interrupted by their boss, and he's trying to tap in, and he can't get in. Uh, <laughs> but they worry about him seeing Megan, but they have to let him in. They end up opening the door, and immediately he is shocked by Megan. He asks with anger what it is. He asks if that's what she, if, if that's the reason why she moved her lab downstairs to hide secrets. So then she begins to tell him to give her a minute to explain. She said that they talked about it. He agrees, but he told her to put it on ice that it is a shit tsunami going on right now, and then begins to show her the Furzy, a competitor releasing a new toy, and begins to play the trailer. <laughs> After the trailer plays, she pretty much says it's just a ripoff. He's like, yeah, that's the point, and it's a lot cheaper, wanting her to continue on her main project and to be better than done. She begins to explain that Megan was her plan all along, and that the pets has a... And the Perpetual Pets has a listening model that targets conversational patterns among kids. He did not want to hear that at all. <laughs> He's like, what? What do you mean? Yeah. So invasion of privacy. Yep. One of the big things a lot of tech companies are on the fire for. And this bringing is bringing up subjects that are still relative. Exactly. And this is this is a great way of also incorporating meta aspects to this film right right without self-aware of the real world and like it's too much of a meta thing um but this is a great way for us to incorporate that because of the fact that these are actual concerns by actual individuals in the real world yes um and these concerns are because of these tech companies and can we live without tech? Yeah, of course you can. With do every we want to? Probably right, not. exactly. <laughs> like that, and that's the, that's where it comes down to. Like, do you actually want to live without this um, in your life? Like, for example, this fucking weird ass Android toy, Megan. Um, who's buying that? Who the fuck is buying that? Well, and once you buy her, you don't need another toy. After. That, exactly, <laughs> and that that's like their selling point, right? Yeah. You know, it's like the same people of like it's who's the last buying toy a you'll Tesla? Ever buy. Yeah, who's buying a blah blah blah? But like, it's it's also comes down to the the fact of like, okay, did you think about kids growing up? But you know, <laughs> like, well, the therapist makes a great point later on. But yeah, she does. Yeah, yeah, you know, it's so it's it's interesting to have aspects of the real world in this movie because these are actual concerns is anyone making android robot toys 
Probably. Yeah. I'm I, sure. There's a lot of toys out there Shit. that have gotten Furby's really been smart. Furby's since, like, what, the 1990s? So yeah, like, and they're still around. Yeah, sadly. Yeah, they're very <laughs> terrifying. Obviously, they're they're, terrifying. they're copying Furbies with this yeah. as well. So but of course, we have um, our smart assistants and we have right. our home kit accessories and whatever. But yeah, hers in this film, and by her I mean Elsie. Gemma. Yeah. It's Elsie. Um, Love that concept too. Yeah. So I love really where it can lead to in the sequels and stuff like that. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, but yeah, as they have that conversation, him not wanting to hear that, she explains this is everything and Megan is the way. He questions the name Megan and she explains, it's Megan, Model 3 Generative Android. Megan for short. I love the name. Sure. Model 3 Generative Android. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. No, that That's how sense. they got the fucking name Megan. Love that. I'm cool like with Kayla it. Cooper. Fuck yeah. I okay. think that's great. I think that's great. And you know, I... I think it's perfect for what this movie is going for as well. Yeah. And I like the fact that it is an acronym. Like, she didn't just name it. And now we know where the three comes from and not the E. There you go. Model three. Mothrigan. <laughs> Mothrigan. Mothrigan. Uh, she tells Tess to start the simulation, then tells Megan to say hi to David. She does, saying he's the boss. And maybe she should call him dad. <laughs> then she begins <laughs> to speak a little bit of gibberish as she begins to short circuit and break. Her face distorts and makes broken sounds while Gemma tries to fix it, but it's too late and explodes. Yep. Tess can't turn it off. And we find out that Cole actually forgot like a particular piece to put in. Correct. So some programming to like fix it. Right. Oh, you forgot the personality trait, whatever. But it yeah. was like a race or something like yeah. race trait or some shit like that. Uh, they used a fire extinguisher to put out the fire. And David says just to finish the pets model and closet Megan. He leaves yelling he wants access to the door as well. And <laughs> Give Cole, me access to the fucking door. <laughs> Give me access to the fucking door. That dude's funny as shit to it's me, It's the way man. he delivers his lines. He's a good, it's angry perfect. person. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, Ronnie Chang, I believe is, is his name. Yeah. Um, he's David inside of this movie. But uh, Ronnie, he's fucking funny as shit. He's, if, if y'all are fans of uh, The Daily Show... He usually mm. has segments on the on that show and things like that. He's funny as shit. He's really smart as well, and he's he's now in Old Spice commercials. Interesting. And he's he's everywhere right now. This good, dude good is hot Hell yeah. shit right now, and he deserves it. He was in Crazy Rich Asians. He's oh, uh, he okay. was in Shang Chi yes, as well. That's where I recognize him from. Yep. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um. Obviously, a Daily Show. Uh, he's in that Aquafina show. Aquafina um, is Nora from Queens. Um, he was in American Born Chinese. He's in Mulligan. He's in Joyride as well. Um, yeah, he's the guy who does um, the ring fights in yeah, Shang Chi. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. exactly. Hey, so you're a bus boy. <laughs> <laughs> so he's in everything right now. And honestly, give it all to give him, him the recognition because he, he is he's fantastic. Yeah, he's funny. He's he so is good. fantastic. I think he is so funny. And I think he deserves he deserves everything that's that's happening to Hell him yeah. right now. Good for him. Yeah. Shout out to Ronnie. Yeah, he walked out that door and said, "I want fucking access." Yeah, he did. Uh, <laughs> Give it to him. <laughs> funnily enough, Cole tells Gemma it looked cool, and then leaves. <laughs> uh, we cut to Gemma getting a call from the hospital, and then she drives there. You know what I didn't like about this though? This was like my main complaint is that she just didn't seem sad. For her sister dying yeah. tragically on I top know. of that. Like she got smashed out of by the blue <laughs> accident. 
Yeah. Like she just, there's not a single solitary scene of her crying. And yeah, like she, she looks, be, it's she her looks sister like, too. Right. And that maybe will show that there was a large disconnect in their relationship that she really just focused on her career and her path and doing all the things that she wanted to do. I uh, think she's on her also own little, and maybe she's a little bit more isolated herself. I think so. And I also think that she, she is, um, honestly a little sociopathic as well. Not, not to say that like, you know, like as an asshole, uh, but like, no, genuinely where she has sociopathic tendencies of not really being able to show emotion, um, not showing empathy, not like, able to connect the dots on like relationships exactly. and how to connect with people. And, so, and like, fair even, enough. Even yeah, the same no, thing with uh, Katie, right? Where she doesn't know Katie how to like sick. Yeah. When, after getting bit by a fucking dog and she gaslights her. Saying that, like, you don't have oh, to come yeah. if you don't want to. Like, I get a it. A lot of people are expecting a, you a to go. A lot of people flew in yeah. here to come in, to come see you do this. I wrote that in, yeah. So it's just like, you know, she has these tendencies that where she's a bit sociopathic. Um, because I, I don't know much about, like, the spectrum and things like that to necessarily classify her as being on the spectrum. So I'm not going to say that. But sociopathic, she does seem like she has those types of tendencies for sure. So, yeah, but it is possible that she could also be on the spectrum as well. Um, so, mm-hmm. you know, but yes. yeah, because even here at the hospital, she's looking at her niece. Yeah. Fucked up on a bed, bloody as shit, crying. And she's just like staring down. like She's just staring down like, like, oh, like, I know this is bad, but like. She's probably more concerned as like, how does this affect me? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. She's more concerned as in like, fuck, I'm gonna have to be this kid's guardian now. Yeah. Like, cool. <laughs> but yes, uh, she sees the injured Katie and Gemma's just looking at her. We see that she takes custody of her and goes through all of the legal documents. Almost unwillingly. Yeah, and I even put here she lost her sister and brother-in-law, but seems unfazed. <laughs> Completely unfazed. <laughs> uh they make it back to her house. And she starts to put things away as Katie draws. And this is uh, Katie's house, right? No. Um, this is Katie's house. Yes. Yeah. Because they see this. Oh, yeah. The ski trip. Katie's house. Uh, they see the, the whole entire calendar about the ski trip and mm-hmm. the unfortunate events that happen. Um, like right there, if that would have been me, I would have been fucking bawling. Seeing that my sister wrote like ski trip and things like that. Being very excited. I would have died that would have crushed me well there's moments where like when well, we'll talk about it later where she's like in her lab and she like picks up the photo and there's no emotion there but, but she doesn't have me. any emotion but yeah, you know, that's so, that's that's what i'm saying yeah. is that we don't even get a funeral scene no like you know like, it's just like you're they mine, die yeah, and it's just like it's, it's over like, for her all right, so i guess that's off. my only complaint like this movie's an yeah. hour and 41 minutes i think we could have squeezed a funeral scene in there um, but no, no, out of the budget. Yeah, I guess so. <laughs> the coffin's too yeah, expensive. So like the shooting hours, the location, the actors, it's a probably sure. a two day shoot. No, sure. No, no that, that I get awesome. it. I get it. That makes Lot sense. Fucking, uh, props. Not too much. It's all good. Let's just go back. <laughs> let's just go back to Washington. Yeah. So they go, <laughs> they go for a car ride back to, the, um, uh, Gemma's house. Uh, she gets out of the car. That's when we get our first jump scare of the movie. Of the neighbor's dog barking at Fuck, them. Fuck, dude. That dog was Got scary, him. bro. 
Oh, do we? Nah, she's cute. Uh, Gemma, Gemma yells at her neighbor, Celia, to keep her dog on her side. Celia expresses that she just got an expensive shot collar, and Gemma makes the great comment of, well, you, you should crank, crank it, up. it up a notch. <laughs> Celia notices Katie and starts asking questions. Gemma easily dodges her questions and tells her to not have her chemicals all on her side and keep her dog in check. You tell her, Gemma. Can't blame her. Shit. I mean, also, especially the chemicals just, like, spilling on your, like, side. Nah. Yeah, that's weird, man. Like, come on, bro. You you shouldn't be... That's consideration. Yeah, you Let alone letting your dog, like, off-leash if there is a hole or whatever. Like, like, I... Yeah. I mean, in Celia's defense, though, that fence is technically Gemma's fence. So, like, she can't patch up that hole because it's not her fence. Is it not her fence? It's not. If you look at if you look at it right here, like it's it's she's on the she's on the outside of the fence. So she's on the back end of the fence. So it's technically not her fence. So she she can't necessarily do anything about that hole. It's Gemma's responsibility to cover that hole. Yeah, fair enough. Technically. Technically. I'm just saying. Celia's not wrong. She's not she's not. She's not wrong leave there. Leave the dog alone. But it that's that's in, in her defense about the fence. But about her dog, different story. Different chemicals? story for different sure. Story. You got you got chemical spraying on her property and shit. Her dog is, you know, running off leash and all this other shit. Like, come on. Yeah. Come on. You know, Handle you, your shit. knowing that there's a hole there, I'm not gonna let my dog out there off right. leash. Knowing that there's a hole there. Right. That's just, you know. Do you want your dog to run away? Exactly. At this point, yes. Or get murdered by an AI robot? See see what happens. Let's see what happens. Um, (laughs) It's probably going to run away. (laughs) Uh, They enter the house and Elsie, and gets announced by Elsie, which is the smart home assistant, welcome them in and announces their missed messages. Does Elsie have an acronym? Is Elsie an acronym? Do we know that? They didn't tell us. Yeah, they didn't. They didn't say anything. They never said. All right. Yeah. Uh, I saw it's all caps. That's the only reason why I was curious. Oh, I'm sure it does. Yeah, and I'm sure we'll get in the second movie. Probably. Yeah. Probably for sure. Uh, More to come with that. Uh, Gemma tells it to turn off and starts putting things away. She catches Katie seeing her toys and explains that they're actually not toys but collectibles. Don't touch. (laughs) She doesn't know if she has anything, but then she asks where her perpetual pet is. She noticed that Katie's feeling bad when she says that and asks if she's okay. And she was just looking and just leaves. Yeah. She, this is... Uh, Don't remind her about the perpetual pet that caused the accident, bitch. Yeah. Well, <laughs> this is, this is you know, goes to my point of just how cold she is. Right. Or right? just trying to connect with someone but doesn't know how. Yeah. She's like, I don't deal with people. I deal with machines. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, and, and she doesn't. Like, well, that's why when she comes in, it immediately is like, you have five Tinder profiles or whatever, you know. And, right. and she's like, I right. messages. Off. <laughs> like, yeah, like- so, you know, it's it, it, her being attractive isn't a problem. It's her personality. That is what it is a problem for her, it seems like. Right. You know, um, but I mean, ultimately, you know, it's. It, it's just how cold she is to everyone. Right. Like she doesn't. It. In my opinion, Girl, like Katie, Gemma if you're feeling this way, you need this. to get out. Just like that movie. <laughs> <laughs> she drinks milk. <laughs> she, she drinks milk and cereal separately. <laughs> oh, the horror. Um, what if she did the same thing in this movie? Oh fuck! I wouldn't. Movie. I wouldn't put it past her. Allison Williams baby. looks like she does that. No offense to you, Allison, but. 
You look like you do that in yeah. real life. I'm just saying. You just do. Um, <laughs> I'm sure she's a wonderful woman, what? but she becomes wonderful yeah. because she comes in tucking her in. I don't her know, bed. man. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. I don't believe it. she gave her fucking <laughs> pillows she, she's from trying. the couch. She's trying. Like she comforts her and says, uh, "Not much, but that it's all for her. That if she needs anything, that she'll be right there for her, and she's right down the hallway." She's about to leave as Katie wonders if she will read her a story. That that's what her mom always does. Can't forget about the the coaster. Oh, the coaster! <laughs> yeah, about the coaster. It's like, hey, can you? Uh, that was put like a coaster? her her second irritation that she's had today after her picking up her niece from the fucking hospital. Yeah, it's like, uh, can you please use the coaster? It's just like those are not toys; those are collectibles. Yeah, like everything's a burden for her. Exactly. Like like yeah. like I stampeded on your life. Yeah. Like I didn't ask to be here. Literally. Like my parents fucking died, dude. Like she, she downloads that app. She does download the app. That needs an it's update. Like, oh, I don't know if I have any books, but let me see if uh I think there's an app for that. Okay, downloads the app and reads her story. I there love it. Go. Great moment. Yeah. I, I've definitely had to do this for my daughter before. Yeah. Where I've had to like download like a Daniel Tiger book or something. When we were on vacation, where I'm just like, fuck, we forgot all your books. Like, <laughs> but you gotta go like, to sleep. Uh, we, we, we read every night and that helps you wind down. Um, so yeah, that's definitely, that's definitely happened to me before. I get that. Yeah. I humanize. I humanize. Just using today's technology. Love it. That's it. That's all. Yeah. But that's when we cut to her home lab as she hears Kitty crying. And, or first she looks at her photo. Right. So this is the photo of all three of them together. And she does take a moment to like kind of reflect, kind of look at it. Like um, she looks like she's about to start crying. Right. And then, and she, hears then she hears her Kate. crying. Right. And this is her attempt of like, I should go check on her. Let right. me see what I can do. But she just listens outside the hallway. So nothing. And stops herself. Yeah. Just reinforcing the Trying to connect, but doesn't know how. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's just reinforcing that coldness a little bit more and, and, you know, allowing her to just have a continuation of disconnection. Right. Shout out to fucking Violet McGraw, though. The McGraw gals are fantastic, and I am so happy they're having this comeuppance right now <laughs> inside of horror. Yeah. No, for real. Wonderful. Sleep, great opening scene. Wonderful. Uh, special ones are always the most delicious. Violet. Her name's actually Violet. I there thought that was also fun. Um, <laughs> she's also obviously in Haunting of Hill House. Yes. Um, yep. She's in, um, I think it's called Gummy, which is a friend of the show, Michelin Pitts, um, a short film, which was um, fantastic. Um, and then we have her sister, who's also in The Black Phone. So, oh, that's yeah, her sister? That's her sister. What the fuck? That's her older sister. Super talented family. Right? Yeah. Shout out to the McGraw gals, man. Shout oh, out right. to the McGraw gals. Yeah, fuck. Good for, good for them. <laughs> uh, but yeah, the following day, Katie is watching some cartoons as Gemma's on the oh, phone. A wild with ass looking cartoon. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, I'm sure they probably made that up too. And they're like, let's have some fun with this shit. Like, yeah. Put on some wild shit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, um, Gemma explains on the phone that she doesn't know what she's doing and that she can't even keep plants alive. <laughs> And that her grandparents agreed to help out, but they're in Florida. Also fears that David is not uh, not going to help her ask for any other ex- extensions. And Tess makes a great fucking point in saying that she just lost her sister. Gemma, not getting her own grief, explains that they spent over $100,000 in company funds on the product that he didn't even want. And that he's going to sue them. 
Tess still stresses that she should focus on Katie. Tess. Tess is a real one in this fucking movie. Well, she's you know, the fucking cricket and fucking Pinocchio helping her out. Like, <laughs> this is your conscious speaking. This is, this is your Jiminy. You should focus on yourself and the time you have with Katie and grieve. Well, once once again, that's that's why I think Gemma is a bit of a sociopath. Yeah. Just because of the fact that she so like, she does should, not yeah. have these tendencies of nurture. Right. It's like, you should focus because you just lost your sister. Right. Yeah, but we spent $100,000. Exactly. <laughs> it's like, that's like, your concern. Gotcha. And, and, and granted, here's the thing. This is just, this might just be how she grieves, right? You to know, get back into her work, I guess. Exactly. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of people who are just like, oh, I'm just going to work so I can forget about it. Right. Or so I can, you know, bury it and things like that. Mm-hmm. So like, a lot of people do that. I do that. See? So like, <laughs> you know, and, and I do it too. Like, a lot of people do that. A lot of people you do that type of stuff. You feel the pain if you're overworked. <laughs> right. Um, so, and I think that's what she's she's trying to do. She's trying yeah. to, to put her frustrations and grief and to something else. However, it does make her come off She's extremely very cold. Analytical rather than emotional. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So she doesn't have any nurturing she knows how to capabilities. Fix things physically, not emotionally. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Um which I love what um Katie says later on and I'll bring up that line when we get there. But yeah. it's like, damn, that's good. I like it. That's a whole metaphor. Deep. Yeah. But uh the doorbell rings and she goes to answer it. It's the therapist that she completely forgot was coming. It's like, <laughs> who are you? Uh, the therapist immediately starts judging Katie or uh, Gemma about Katie's um, morning, saying that she's just still in her pajamas watching cartoons. All right, this is bullshit. First and foremost, relax. She came in lady. hot. Like it was just like, oh, you're still in your pajamas? Yeah, what? What she's the fuck? She's home. Pajamas. Like, yeah, she's at home. Maybe, Maybe like, it's what a what fucking you... Saturday. What? What of what it? Do you care? She just lost her fucking mom and dad. <laughs> right? She should be like, wearing whatever the fuck she wants right now. Yeah, she came she's in hot. I did not like the therapist at all in this movie. No, there's pieces I, of I her, her that her, made sense. Uh, motive, and I get who like sent her and why she's acting the way she is to like well, get yeah, on their sides. Like, but it, when there's a guardian, you she have doesn't to. do shit professionally, right? Because she didn't. Uh, Adopt um, Katie. Right. She's just her, her guardian. guardian. Yes. So um, she has to come in. Yeah. Um, well, I, so, all right. Uh, fun fact. I mean, not really fun, but <laughs> uh, I, I grew up in foster care. I grew up in foster care um, and I was in the system for 18 years. And we had the same shit. Like, um, and by yeah. we, I mean me and my brother, uh, where we we had a therapist, although they didn't come to our house, they didn't make house calls. We had to go to a therapist. And it was mandatory. We had sure. to. Yeah. We we just we couldn't get around See it. See if you're in a safe environment, um, all that stuff. Yeah. Exactly. You know, and they would talk they would he would talk to us together and then he would talk to us separately and, you know, trying to make sure that like we were comfortable. Um, but we also had a social worker who did make house calls. So mm-hmm. they would come in and they would pretty much do what she's doing and, you know, take check everything and make sure pretty much make sure CPS doesn't need to be called. Um, sure, and yeah, make sure that they're in an environment where you are going to be nurtured and you're not, you're going to be taken care of. You're not going to have to fend for yourself. And right now, uh, that's why I feel like I really understand this lady, this, um, therapist is because her radars are bouncing off where it's just like, you seem like you're completely detached from this kid right, right. now. So, and which is why she was like, I just, I want to see you guys together. Cause you, you were on the phone She's in the room watching TV. She's still in her right. PJs. She doesn't even have food in front of her. 
You know, did she even eat breakfast yet? So it's like all these radars are probably going through this therapist's head of where right. she's just like, how are you taking care of her? Explain yourself. Explain yourself. <laughs> uh, Gemma asks how this works, and she explains that she's just there to observe, that they can just play together, see each other together. The therapist asks if she has any toys, and Katie says no, that the toys over there are just collectibles, and she can't play with them. <laughs> uh, Gemma nervously goes over there and is like, oh, no, it's toys. Yeah, quickly opens one and shows that she can play with them. But the way she opens it, Jesus. She has to, like, like she, cut the box. Like, <laughs> it's very... <laughs> I love the... Um, just looking at it right now before looking at it, uh, her facial reaction the, to like uh, the therapist, like, oh, they're toys. They're uh, actually they're collectibles. I can't touch them. And she's like, what? All right. <laughs> I mean, I mean, collectibles is a normal thing. Yeah. So, yeah. Some people have that. I yeah, mean, she, I, I, she really, digs she in there really <laughs> destroys that box. You can tell she destroys that box out of spite. As well, right. it's like if it's gonna get ruined, it's gonna ruined. Yeah, exactly. Like there's no coming back from there. This. Was one hundred percent. Want me to open it? I'll fucking open the box. <laughs> there was one hundred percent a safer way of opening that. She didn't need to yeah, pull out a box cutter her too and everything. <laughs> she like stabs into it with a box cutter. Jesus Christ! Like, you, know you want? You want it here? Yeah. This way. It's uh, you know, so like I, I personally though, I I feel Gemma in this though as well where i'm just like they're collectibles yeah you know those aren't toys hey but in you know also once again devil's advocate in the defense of the uh therapist she could have just bought her toys before right. she came you know or right. whatever um or granted or you could have literally said like oh yeah those are collectibles but we plan on getting toys later so exactly just like be truthful too like, right like yeah you yeah. know we we plan on getting, own it we were going to get toys today yeah you know she just got here yesterday <laughs> it's like no we weren't <laughs> yeah it's like all right katie do you want to be taken away <laughs> <laughs> oh my god like, take this toy but yeah katie grabs the toy looks at it uh Gemma begins to explain how to use the toy but the therapist just tells her to leave her alone. Let her play with it. Uh, the tension in this room, I play with. <laughs> <laughs> it's very like, awkward. Yeah, they roll uh, the ball back and forth. Gemma explains that it wasn't designed for this, but caves in. She really cares about the purpose of things I play here. She, um, They talk outside after the session and questions her about her schooling. Gemma says that she's on it and it's on the list. Then the therapist questions if she was close to her sister and if she wanted this, pretty much undermining her ability to take care of her. She then finds out that she was uh, that the therapist has talked to her sister's husband's parents. That's when she gets mad and she responds that they are just trying to be support. The therapist says that they are just trying to be supportive. She says that she has all the support that she needs and pretty much uh, the therapist was talking about, hey, if you are going to bring this up to court, she needs to make adjustments in order to make it work. She agrees, and the therapist leaves. Yeah, you know, this is a pretty intense scene. Um, and this kind of reality check for her is like, it hey, is. if you need, you have to do this. You have right. to be a parent. You have responsibilities. This is not all about you. But you know it's, and it goes back to her work, right? <laughs> you know, so it's it, that's that's what I'm saying. Like you know, for for her, I feel like it's a reality check, sure. But at the same time, I feel it it not being a reality check, but it being a um kind of like 
her saying like, well, no, fuck you. I can do whatever I want kind of thing. Like, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of her really being like, like, no, my sister wanted me to do this. So I'm going to do it, you know, and I'm capable of doing it. Like, who are you to say I'm not capable of doing this? Um, and that's that's how she kind of. I think she might have it. a little bit of a god complex in exactly. general too. Exactly. She's just like, no, nah, I can do whatever. I'm yeah. good at everything I do. Right. Yeah. She's like, everything I do, I'm I'm an A plus student. Yes. And this is nothing. This is no. Hold my beer. Watch this. Right. Watch so this, this trying to get raised, not by me, but someone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and because in reality, like the best thing for Katie in this moment yeah. was to yes, go to her grandparents. Yeah. Absolutely. That's the Probably. best decision. You know, I mean, Florida's kind of rough, but it is. <laughs> I mean, probably, but uh, it, it it probably wouldn't be as cold. True. And Facts. by cold, I mean by no you skiing know, there. Yeah, no skiing there. <laughs> you won't but, have by, but by cold, I mean by her personality. So she hey, would be yo. shined on by um, her fucking aunt. So, yeah, yeah. Mm. I don't know. Uh, but we cut back to them at the dining table. With eating Jenna, toast. With Gemma and Katie eating toast while she continues her work on her phone. Uh, then she looks at her and says if she can hold down the fort, and that would help her a lot, that she can even use her iPad. Katie then asks about screen time, and she says she can use it as long as she wants. <laughs> Dangerous thing to say to a child. Uh, that she will be down the hall, if she, uh, and later on, they can go to a playground or even get something to eat. Then nighttime hits. Yep. <laughs> they did not go to the playground, and she probably ate nothing. Uh, fucking toast. <laughs> more toast. She more had, toast. She had a second slice of toast. Toast with milk. <laughs> uh, that sounds oh, awful. Uh, but yeah, nighttime hits, and Gemma is still working on her project. That's when she hears Katie coming in, who is hiding in the shadows of the hall. She calls out for her, and she comes out. I'm she's, hungry. <laughs> I'm hungry. That's what she should have said. I wanted to play on the playground. Um, she says that she is not having a very good start. And I agree. Yeah. She notices her drawing and Katie shows all of the animals she drew. Gemma's saying that she can, uh, she too can't get all of the colors right. And that she's been working on some furry, uh, fur- furry creatures as well. <laughs> Why fury? Uh, I mean, they become fury, but yeah. uh, ask enough. if she wants to see. She shows her all of the new versions of the perpetual pets. Uh, that's when Katie gives a sigh. Then she notices Bruce. She asks if he's a toy, and she says, kind of. I love Bruce, by the way. Bruce is fantastic. Bruce is like main character energy. Oh, easily. <laughs> he's um, cool as fuck. I like how you control him, too. Oh, hell yes. <laughs> it's like um, some goddamn like wizard glove. Uh, that's yeah. like the what, gamer glove or whatever the thing is. Yeah, the Nintendo. Yes. Um, Katie notices that he doesn't have a face and asks why. And he's like, yeah, that's, that's a, a bit of a design flaw, isn't Power it? glove. Power gloves, yes. Power glove. Uh, she puts the goggles on it to fix it, and she asks if Katie wants to talk to it. She says yes. She's all excited. Like, yeah, I want to fucking talk to Bruce. It's like, I'll probably have a better conversation with him than you, huh? <laughs> uh, she, she activates it by putting on these awesome gloves. Uh, she waves it, at, uh, waves around, and Bruce copies her. So cool how you have so to turn cool. it on to you. Like, you have yeah. to crack oh, the yeah, knuckles. Oh, like yeah, crack your knuckles. Yeah, yeah. So fucking <laughs> uh, And I even put here, like, design looks awesome. The fucking controls are awesome. This looks great. Um, 
asks for a high five and even makes the robot a little sassy. Like, ow, <laughs> ow, girl, that hurt. <laughs> uh, Kitty asks how it works. She questions if she wants to know that it might be a little creepy for her. Uh, she says yes. So she powers it down and opens it up, showing all of the inner workings, all the sensors, the radar, and explains the block where uh, his thoughts go. Katie asking if this is her is if this is his brain. Gemma says yes. She even explains that Bruce can even smell. So fucking why? But dude. okay, it does help. I'll take it. It's like the exoskeleton. <laughs> he, he walks up to her room. He's like, "What smells like shit? Who did this?" <laughs> he slips on it. It's like <laughs> as Bruce the way, does. Like Katie's like, "Katie, flush the toilet. It smells like shit." It's like again, wash your hands. Obviously, this give is Bruce the- a voice, man. I want him in the sequel too. <laughs> this is obviously the precursor to Megan, right? So like, right. This was what she made that inspired her to make Megan. Um, but it's it's great because I do like the sense of. The beginning. Yeah. Where yeah, it exactly. all started. It's like the exoskeleton of um, Baymax or something, you know. It's, yeah, it's like it's the project before the project. But it, I do like I do like this, though. I do like this a lot where this is the most human conversation we got out of her right. is talking because part about of her, her passion. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so this is the only time I feel like she really connects with, connects her. with her. Yeah. Um, one thing I do want to shout out as well is... They didn't make Violet McGraw play like a baby, quote unquote. Right. She's, she's like a mini adult. <clears throat> right. But she, she has like her tantrums, which we see later and stuff like that. She's still a child. She's still a child. But she's matured because she's probably lived through that tragedy. It's like, well, hey, now I have to well, take well, care of myself. What like, I'm, I what can't I'm, depend on you. Like, yeah. Yeah. What I'm getting at is more so they didn't like make her voice sound like, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, baby. Yeah, yeah exactly. Voice, like, yeah. like how they, how some oh, people do. God. Is that Bruce? Like, I love Bruce. The next film that we're going to <laughs> cover does voice. this. And yeah. it is quite irritating for me. Um, and I'll point it out when you watch oh. it again. You'll you'll see what I mean, it, and it's very obvious. Oh. The next the one we're watching. What? The youngest one. The youngest one. Yeah, one hundred percent. And I I had to yeah. watch something else of her in it to make sure. I'm like, does she talk like this? <laughs> like, <laughs> she doesn't. I knew it. you. She one hundred percent does not, and oh, she's the same age as Violet McGraw. Interesting. Okay. And they 100% made her talk like that. So we like this. this we like this. We love this. We hate when I hate sex. when they make when they make children who obviously don't next talk week. like this. Yes. <laughs> so, yeah. We like this. We could probably tell that the, whoever was uh directing this, yeah. I forgot their name already, but uh whoever directed this, they probably have children. <laughs> oh, wait, this one? Yeah. Gerard? Yeah. Yeah. Johnstone? Yeah. Gerard John John Stone. Stone. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, Katie is amazed in her big boy voice, big girl <laughs> voice, and she says that he's pretty cool. She explains that, yeah, but he's too expensive. Mm. Katie says um, if she had a toy like Bruce, she wouldn't need another toy again. Mm. Ooh, and it starts. The sparks the creativity in Gemma, and we start the montage. Bloop, bloop, bloop. That's not the music. That I, like that. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't begins. remember that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, she starts working on Megan again and even sees, and then we get to see all of the building process. Even Kaden getting a little sneak preview by looking in the hall, down the hall. We see her start painting and fixing her face. So sick that she like used Bruce and herself 
to like solder two different sides. Right. Um, Damn, that was just fire, the building dude. process is really it's quick, it's fast. Uh, like the music kicks in, like I said. Yeah. Um, Who is yeah. making these silicone faces, man? Yeah. Whose job is that? <laughs> <laughs> well, we know Tess's job is to like do like hair and makeup. Yes. Uh, but yeah, Tess and Cole uh, joins in the fun as they pick out the wig for her new creation. The demo day has started and David walks in on Cole and Tess. Him asking, what is this? And where's Gemma? Where's my prototype? Where, where's the shit? Cole says that this was not his idea as he opens the curtain. I love it. He's like, David, I want you to know this was not, not my, my idea. idea. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and it shows the room where Megan is. David looks as Gemma and Katie walk into the room. She says to Katie that she has someone she'd like her to meet. That, like Bruce, she has someone like that, but better, because Megan can work on her own. She turns on Megan and teaches Katie how to pair up with her, which makes her the primary user. She tells her to introduce herself, and she does. Megan responds and even compliments her on her jacket, then asks Katie if she wants to hang out. Um, the observer's already in. Essentially, David's sold on it, looks looks amazed. Uh, she walks over to a table with art supplies and asks Katie if she wants to draw. Katie asks what she's going to draw, and Megan says, see if you can guess. I can't make her <laughs> voice, but she's so like, see if you can guess. It's so fun. It's like, see if you can guess. Yeah, it's, it's, so very, it's very bubbly. energy. Very yeah. bubbly. Yeah. Uh, she starts working on the paper, but the paper is blank. Katie questioning that there's nothing there. Megan apologizes and spills water onto the paper. Ugh, I knew it was a failed project. David looking so disappointed, but then sees something appear on the paper. The drawing is now there, and it's Katie. Megan scans her emotions and asks if she likes it, and she responds, she loves it. David saying, Jesus, with amazement. <laughs> Gemma looks at the two-way mirror, uh, and David can't believe it, and everyone agrees. Gemma walks into the room and he immediately asks if it's real and this is not a simulation. She tells him that it is and that's her niece. He immediately wants to go in front of the board with this and is already thinking about the logistics, asking what the manufacturing costs are, asking more or less than the Tesla. <laughs> I love that. And I think I think it's like in manufacturing, right? Like, right. Um, are we going to have to spend as much money to make a Tesla? Than um, this? Because yeah. like... That's the thing, too, where I'm thinking of, like, how do you sell this? Yeah. Like, you know, you're going from a product that was so tiny and furry that worked on someone's iPad. Like that like 50, you, 60, maybe $100. Maybe 100 knows? bucks. Yeah. Right? But to this, this fucking Android that completely works they on They have a own? price on her. Um, they do? Later, yeah. Oh, okay. I'll Wasn't it like it 10 grand? 10 grand. Yeah, so... Yeah. It's just like I'd get it. How do you how do you market that? How do you sell that? How do you market a toy that's ten thousand dollars? Obviously, you sell there's, emotion, baby. There's a primary audience for that, yeah. right? Like you know, only rich people are gonna buy this fucking yeah. thing. But yeah, not with the financing involved. <laughs> yeah, I feel like that's what the plan would be, I'm right? Sure. Finance it for ten wow, years. We're running this company right now. We're like, all right, let's figure it out. Um, <laughs> Uh, her his uh, her answer to his question about more or less than the Tesla, she says, depends on the model. <laughs> <laughs> then he explains they need approval from Greg and that he's the hard ass on spending money and he's the higher up. 
he explains that he has a daughter the same age as her niece. That if you show him the same thing he saw today, he would respond emotionally and not analytically. He asks if she can be a part of the demo. She says that she's pretty much down. The more time she spends with her, the more she, uh, better she gets. They're all really excited. David you know, says to rem- yeah. real quick. One thing I want to point out is that when she first gets there and she's you know doing her stuff, um, Megan is very robotic like in the beginning, yes. but she slowly becomes more and more human. Even oh, even, even to the, the way point she talks, where she walks and talks. Yeah, like no, she becomes her own person, and that's crazy. the thing that really works with Megan as a character. She becomes her own character. She's yeah. not a thing. She's a a full on personality, True. which is fucking great. Yeah. Um. But yeah, they all get excited, and we get the famous line saying, "David says to remember this moment, the moment we kicked Hasbro right in the dick." <laughs> <laughs> sure. Okay, dude. Uh, then that's when we get another montage. Montage songs. Montage songs. <laughs> Oh, you can download my volume after this. Oh. It's getting no. Oh. Another project begins as it's time uh, for Megan coming ho- uh, And it shows Megan coming home with Katie wearing these cool badass sunglasses. Because now that's who she is. Badass Megan. Well, I, I think she's wearing it so people don't feel like it's jarring when she's walking. No, that was her choice. You think so? Absolutely. <laughs> Ah, you might be right yeah. then. <laughs> uh, with Gemma's voiceover of all the cool new features, exactly how majority of all tech companies do their shows now. Uh, it's a great reflection of how people announce their products. But they talk about Megan as a fully autonomous humanoid robot with features never before seen. Katie gives the tour while the voiceover continues, where Gemma continues to talk about her design that she's made out of titanium and can't handle anything life throws at her Mm -hmm. that she also has a very smart chip fully customized through six different silicone skin pigment uh, pigmentations as well with the screen showing all of them she says that the new feature are uh in new features are yet to come that megan is able to adapt and learn on her own and become better as she's connected to the internet stupid stupid (laughs) Skynet. <laughs> Even sharing all the science that is around them. Katie drinks her water and puts it back on the table. Megan saying that she should use a coaster. Katie asks why. Duh. Yeah. Uh, she explains that the coaster helps to avoid watermarks, especially on wooden surfaces. Katie asks how does the water get outside the glass? That's a great question, Megan responds. It's actually caused by the difference in temperature outside the glass, which pulls moisture from the air. Kitty says, crazy. It's insane, right? <laughs> Megan responds. I love the way she says it, too. I like how I like how Gemma was going to answer yeah. that question. And, then and she's Megan, actually very happy that Megan. Yeah, that Megan took it. Yeah, it's like, cool. She's, she's like, this gonna is now using coasters. Right. Like, that's no longer a problem. But yeah, Megan responds, it's insane, right? With so much enthusiasm. Then Gemma continues to share why Megan is so much better in getting kids to do more basic things, like flushing their toilet, washing their hands. Then shares that she's also a good listener and also tells her own stories, cutting to her reading a different uh, reading in a different voice of Alice in Wonderland. She will never run out of ways to keep kids occupied or run out of patience. That she will take care of all of the little things. And that's when we cut to her telling her colleagues that they uh, they can end it uh, with, she's more than a toy. 
She's family. Mm. Dominic Toretto. Uh, but, <laughs> but yeah, man. Don walks in, it's like, your family. <laughs> yeah. I need that version. It's like, I saw you drive that car towards the end of the movie. <laughs> You're in. <laughs> so, obviously, a right lot. off the bat, you are getting the concept of you didn't build a toy, you built a parent. Yes. That's pretty much it. You built something for these kids to no longer need their parents for. Yes. So this could have been a very different movie if Katie would have sided with Megan completely. And there's still time. There's still time. There's still time. Um, You know, and she actually helped Katie because or helped Megan um, because, you know, when I first heard of this movie, what what I pictured it as, this was before the trailers, what I pictured it as, I pictured it as a movie that was going to have a robot that was going to have this little girl fall in love with her. And I thought it was going to be a lot darker. Um, where <laughs> That's fun. Yeah, yeah I yeah. thought it was going to be a lot well, darker. If you were to go a dark route, she would have died and Megan would just like fucking go crazy. Well, Katie would die. Well, no, I was going to go this way where no. Megan would coerce Katie to do all the killings. So Katie was the one actually killing people oh, and killing things. So like I, you know, I that's the way I picture. It. I was just like, what if Megan cursed her enough to be like, you don't need Gemma, you only need me. Right, we're the only ones starting this. Right, like let's mm. kill Gemma. It was getting close to it. It was getting really close to that. It would have been a total tonal shift. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Like, this would have been a very different movie if we would have went that route, yeah. but we didn't, which yeah. is fine. That's okay. This was We good. love it. Yes. This was good. <laughs> um, after seeing that, Tess questions the ethics of Megan, that she shouldn't replace parents. Gemma takes offense to this and that it's none of her business. All right, Gemma, relax. Okay. All right. Tess says that it that it is and that if Megan shouldn't be the one to spend all the time with her child, Gemma not thinking and being absolutely mean says that Katie is not her child. She's like, I'm not talking about you. Yeah. I'm talking about in general. Relax, like, Gemma. <laughs> Fuck, dude. This is a, mar- a yeah. this is a toy that we built together. Like, <laughs> yeah. uh, Tess looks at her and Gemma explains that Megan needs to spend time with her. That Katie has been the happiest she has ever been since her parents died. Megan, scaring the fucking whole entire room, <laughs> turns on and asks, how did Katie's parents die? Tess saying that she thought it was turned off and Gemma saying to Megan to turn off. Megan continues and begins researching her parents' death. Gemma saying that she's still paired to Katie and, and um, that she's the primary um, take, or, I don't know why I was, primary person. Uh, Cole... Uh, primary user. There we go. Oh, primary. Oh, okay. I was like yeah, yeah. trying to oh, figure out Katie. what I was writing for right. Katie. Yeah, yeah, that yeah. pretty much she's still paired with Katie, and, and she makes herself the user. secondary. Yes. Yeah. Cole asking if she didn't implement any parental controls. Gemma explains that she didn't have enough time. Megan freaks the whole room out as she begins to learn about death and what it means to die. Gemma saying to not make it a big deal out of it, and that everything dies. Megan asks if she will die. And Gemma says to just focus on Katie and to protect her emotionally and physically. Megan understands and says that she is now her second primary user. Cut to night with Megan charging, but is still awake looking at Katie. I want to I point out, though, when she 
is at first talking, she's not looking at anyone. She's looking right. straight ahead. And then when she asks, will I die? She immediately turns her eyes to focus on uh, Gemma. Gemma. Yeah. And I think she did this to, so to scan her and to make sure, are you fucking are you lying, lying to, to me? me? Yeah. And I, I really think that's like a very clever way of how we understand yeah, this, this movie is smart. Yeah, super like, smart. I think it's a really There's clever so way for subtle, us to understand like, it. Hints and like moments where you're just like, damn. Yeah, Megan is super intelligent. Aka the writer is super intelligent. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Just on to make more and better movies. <laughs> uh, the next morning, Megan stares at Kitty playing outside with a to- uh, toy bow and arrow. She notices a butterfly and analyzes it. She then sees a helicopter and analyzes that as well. Katie shoots the arrow at the window and Katie sees her acting weird and kind of goes away, asking her what's wrong, but no answer. She says that she lost an arrow and if she can see it, Megan then looks around the, um, the front yard and then spots the arrow near the hole by the fence. She goes after it as Katie calls out to her. That's when Dewey, our favorite dog, <laughs> attacks uh, Megan and Katie yells for Gemma but she's working with her headphones on dude the way she screams when that yeah. dog bites her is so oh, wait, when it bites Katie Katie yeah it's so Screeching. fucking visceral yep. that I'm like oh well, this my this going in she's god Dewey you crazy like he's thrashing Megan and then goes yeah. for Katie it's like it looks like a mean bite for sure. Honestly, the only other time I've heard a child like scream like that in a horror film was Dr. Sleep, the baseball <laughs> kid. And like her scream was so guttural yeah. that I was just like, holy shit. It felt like you felt the bite. Yeah. Oh my God, dude. Uh, but yeah, she goes after it, um, goes after it, gets attacked by the dog. Uh, Katie yells for Gemma. Kitty tries to help, but gets bitten by the dog. She screams. Gemma finally hearing it, uh, that hear, hears her screams. She heads outside uh, and sees the neighbor. And to have her dog get in, and she gets into it with about the dog, saying if she won't put her dog down, she will. Damn threats. Uh, Megan overhearing, but tells Gemma that Katie's temperature is rising and needs to uh, take care of her wound. Katie and Gemma head out as Megan cold stares down the neighbor, not looking away for a second. I Celia, feel like the dog helped set that screw loose. Oh, for sure. Because while like a, he's a shock. Um, yeah, like she gets a little short circuited and like, yeah. oh, yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, essentially the cold stare scares the neighbor enough to just leave. Cut to the police taking, uh, talking to Gemma, not being able to do anything as Megan overhears. God, it's eerie as shit the way she just like stares and she like, she's analyzing the fuck out of her. Yeah, dude. Like (laughs) she's like, what's the easiest way to get rid of it? Yeah. Oh God. She's coming up with her own conclusions. But yeah, essentially, the police can't do anything about it just to patch the hole. And yeah, that, that's pretty much it. She asks what she would do. Um, make, okay, so continuing on, Megan stares at a sleeping injured Katie and takes action. We see her. The, sorry, really quick. Yeah. I don't know the laws in Washington when it comes to dog bites. 
Um, but in California, it's if, pretty if, rough. Yeah, if a, stop. Uh, <laughs> if a dog bites a child, that dog is to be put down. Yeah. Um, you know, I don't. I don't necessarily one hundred percent agree with that, but that is the law in, in California, at least. Like, yeah. if if the dog bites a child, like it's just especially a or child just, that's not yours, right? And you can get charged. Um. So, you know. I, I I guess this is how it is in Washington. I have no idea how keen they looked up the laws. It was in like, Washington oh, just pass the hole, you're good. And I'm like, well, have fun. Yeah, but it would not be like that in in California for sure. But uh, Megan takes the law in her own hands. She sure does. Uh, while she starts, our girl to, got a, a little slight fever. She she crazy. She got that crazy <laughs> eyes right now. Um, but yeah, she springs to action, goes outside, and starts imitating the voice of Celia. Dewey, Dewey, come the here, The way boy. it like distorts is yeah. fantastic. Uh, Holy shit! Um, so good. It's so like you can clearly hear it's her voice. Yeah, but off. Right, it just works. It just works. Um, we see her imitating Celia, calling for the dog by the hole. The dog comes over and experiences what she just learned. Which is death. I'm dying caps. <laughs> I just learned about this. <laughs> uh, the next morning comes and we hear the real Celia calling for dog. It was pretty small, exactly what she was doing yesterday. Dewey, come here. Come yeah. here, boy. Minus the distortion. Uh, but yeah, minus the distortion. Gemma looks out the window and sees her neighbor. They make a quick eye contact and then she closes the curtain. She goes and checks on Katie, asking how she's doing. She says that she's doing okay. Megan interrupts and says that she will be fine and just needs rest and lots of liquids. Gemma then asks if she still wants to do the demo today and even guilt trips her about it, saying that a lot of people are coming in for it. She says that she can do it, but Megan seems unhappy. Cut to David starting the performance to woo all of the higher-ups. He really starts to sell the idea and that this is a apex predator of toys. Hold on, I want to go back a little bit yeah. um, to the conversation between her and um, Gemma. You know, we have this whole concept of Megan trying to kind of look out for for uh, Katie. Which right? is her instructions even by Gemma. Exactly. Help her out physically and emotionally. Yep. And then Including Gemma kind of overrides that where she's just like, you know... Your emotion and physicality don't matter to me, only for my favor. Right. Where she even says, she's like, I think Megan's right. Um, you should rest. And then she does that gaslight where she's just like, but a lot of people did fly out to come see this demonstration today. Mm. And that's when she was like, I, I'll, I'll do it. Like, And Megan's being so complex and so smart. Understands she understands what, what she's doing. She knows doing. what manipulation is. Right. That's like how intelligent she is. She's staring at Jimma the entire Furiously. time, like, like motherfucker, you just overread me. Hell nah. Like, it's not going down like this. Yeah. It's not going down like this. But another thing that she did that we didn't point out as well is when she's staring at her, she's actually genuinely looking at our sponsors. Yeah, she was. <laughs> <laughs> and what does the sponsor say? To buy the best toy out there. <laughs> Let's find out. <laughs> Let's find out. So as they continue to introduce uh, Megan, the curtains open. Megan says hello to Katie, and Katie sadly says hi back. Katie then begins to cry, and Megan calls to her. 
ask why she's sad, and if it's because of her arm, she she shakes her head. And then she asks, what is it then? She says that she misses her parents and that she fears that one day she will be looking at a picture of her mom and she will look like a stranger, fearing of forgetting them. Megan then looks at the two-way mirror, low-key fucking pissed. <laughs> she goes to Katie and asks for her to tell her something about her mom. She then shares a story of her finding a cockroach in her bag, that it crawled up her wrist and she ran out of the house, that it was pretty funny. Megan says that that will now be a memory she will never forget. Kitty asks, what does she mean? Megan then explains that she is going to keep it for her here and points to her heart. She plays it back of what she said in the story as a recording. Megan explains that if she ever wants to remember something, to tell her and she will keep it. Then she can listen to it whenever she wants. Then she begins singing a song to comfort her. Everyone is emotional watching this. They hug and everyone begins to clap. Let us put here. Fucking wild scene. Dude, I love it. This is a great, great moment. This made me cry at the first time I ever watched this in theaters. Oh, really? I don't know why. I mean, emotions, uh, man. Yeah, no. Yeah. Just those emotions. This I mean, was a... It's great to even kind of get this aspect, though, as well, where we are... We're seeing how powerful Megan actually is. Yeah. And the real connection she can actually make with someone, the connection that Gemma wishes she could probably connect with someone like that. Yeah. And, and, uh, and it's a powerful moment. It's a very emotional moment. It is. It's funny because, like, we have all of the silliness and stuff like that, but they're really great. It's like, watch this. Right. Watch this serious scene real quick. Well, here's the thing I think this scene shows you how dangerous Megan is. Oh, yeah. This 100% shows you that, okay, if she can do this, there is literally no <laughs> reason for you to have the parent figure in the picture. Right. That's true, too. Like, yeah. it's just, it took I'm all of everything. that away. Exactly. And yeah. that pretty much just kind of showed that, she like. She the apex predator I, Exactly. I yeah. can do whatever I want. And I'm how better. she even kind of gave that slight, like, stone cold look at um, Gemma. Yeah, it's when, like, you're the old model, watch this. <laughs> <laughs> right, pretty much, where she's just like, it was that moment where I feel like uh, Megan knew, we don't need you. Yeah, it's like, you fucked up. Right. You bringing her like this? Like, yeah, yeah like, we don't yeah, need you. You hurt her. Right. Yeah. But I, I also think that Megan is smart enough to know that, like, if Gemma dies, for example, well... She's probably she's probably going to be shipped off. Like she's not technically her property, right? Right. She's still Funky's property. Yeah, over a hundred thousand dollars, Funky. Funky, yeah. F U N K I. Yeah, it's pretty funky. Pretty funky. Um, but yeah, um, Greg, uh, David, and Gemma meet outside as they are, are trying to move fast. No leaks. Live stream in two weeks to get ready for the holidays. The big boss says that he should go, uh, that she should go to legal. David confused of asking why. He explains that she's the most valuable asset to the company, and she might want to reno- re- renegotiate her contract. Hell yeah. Gemma fucking smiling. Yeah. Like, yep, uh, like, that's what I she... want. No child, but this paycheck. <laughs> yeah. um, cuts to Slee's co-worker, Kurt. Fucking Kurt, man. Getting all the files to start selling to a competitor. 
Then David almost catches him, seeing him being weird, and even asks him, "Is like, are you watching porn again?" And just yells at him to go figure. Are out you porn hubbing in the office again? Like, <laughs> fucking Kurt, man. He seems like the type. So we don't we don't get much from this right away. No. Um, however, I think this is what two point two point is going to be about. Because I could see that. Because we don't. This never well, comes back. This is all. Well, the nice thing about this. Is that these are all the files that makes Megan Megan right? So that's why Megan's that's not why connected I don't think to the internet. She wants exactly. to probably or one well, spoilers uh, before we get there, but like she lives on and goes connects to Elsie and probably wants to rebuild her body. I wonder how she'll do it. Maybe yeah yeah. You know I because I think the company that makes Elsie is who he's leaking this to. And I think they make Elsie. Do, do they? No, because they I just think. make toys. They just I'd make toys. Yeah, yeah, maybe. So, yeah, that's true. Um, but anyway, because like you see mini malls, rainbow shimmer, baby blasters, my little star princess pops, right. Megan, obviously, Middle, junkyard yeah. scrap. Um, so they're they just only junkyard scrappers, I, I assume that what that is. And super puppy power-ups, tiny animal, what now? So it's like all of these are obviously like kid toys. Right. Which um, so I don't, be I don't a think they make a combination of all of them in the future. <laughs> maybe. Especially but Rainbow this Shimmer. Is, this is what I think is what the next film is going to be. I think this is what 2.0 is going to be. I do think this Megan is dead. However, I think her artificial intelligence and her tech lives on. And I think mm. she's going to be remade. I'm sure she'll be remade. So whether she oh, makes yeah. herself or some another company does with all of her memories and shit, I think that's how it's going to work out. Yeah. Think, yeah, I could be wrong because I that's thought true. this movie was also going to be a lot darker. <laughs> no, that's true, yeah. Um, but yeah, we cut to Gemma and Katie eating some hot dogs outside where they begin talking about the demo. Katie only cares about Megan and doesn't really pay attention to Gemma. And Gemma just turns her off, trying to get Katie's attention. Katie getting mad turns her back on. Gemma wanting her attention back turns her back off. Seeing if she wants to talk about things like she did in the demo that she's there for her. Katie says that she already talked about it and that Megan's all she really needs. Gemma says that she's not real and that she's just a toy. Katie says that doesn't get um that she doesn't get to say that and turns her back on. Cut to them back in the demo room with the therapist. Her asking Katie's uh, asking about Katie's drawings and what they mean. She stays quiet. Asks if she feels anger or confusion. And that's when Katie begins to cry. She looks for the tissue box and turns around seeing Megan standing right there, holding it. She tells the therapist that she made her cry. Scared, she responds, that was not her intention. And yet, that's what happened, Megan responds. <laughs> what a great response. Fucking amazing response. What a great response. That's like sadistic. It's like, yeah, that's what happened. Yep. It's like, oh, the way she says it chilling and i love i how, thought she was about to do something right then and there well i love look at katie though as well Katie's in this like, moment she's, she's right yeah, yeah she's like it yeah, was your fault exactly yeah she's she's like she's in agreement sure. with her toy you made me feel emotions instead of being distracting how right. dare you you like <laughs> you made me feel the things that i don't want to feel anymore right and megan's like my priority is physically and emotionally protecting right. you no matter and, what. And for for her, that, no means, from who. that means you need to be happy no matter right. what. Right. Which we know is not healthy. 
So like, you know, you should have room for your sadness and things like that and be able to embrace that and go through that. That makes you human, but she's taken that kind of away from yeah. her. So, uh, but yeah, she's freaked out and hands the tissue to, uh, to her. Gemma and the therapist begin to talk about how involved she is. She tells Gemma that about attachment theory, that when a child loses a parent, they attach to someone. It should have been her, but thinks that Katie is attached to Megan as her primary caregiver. Mm-hmm. She makes a great point that if you make a toy that makes it impossible to let go of, then how do you ever expect a child to grow? Mm. As remarkable as she is, she could be making too much of an emotional connection with her that is too much to untangle later. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Good points. Good, good. Great points. You know, Gemma don't care. Uh, cut to them eating <laughs> dinner. She tries to get Katie to eat her vegetables. <clears throat> Megan then says a fun fact about how parents who force they their children tiny to eat, as fuck though. Yeah, like, Gemma, eat your vegetables. But like Gemma, calm down. Like it, it was like three small ass pieces of spinach Finish that it. she took. No, no, no I'm not gonna. Finish. I'm not gonna have my child be like. Like, hey, you got to eat those. Fucking, I'll help you take them off. Come on, here. Like, like, like you don't want those? Well, let me help you take fair, them off. Fair, fair. Absolutely. Like, the, Jim, relax. Relax. I it, I think for her in this moment, though, she's trying to be an authoritarian, authoritarian again. Right. Where she's, well, she's like, trying to be the parents like, oh, I know eating vegetables right. is good, whatever. This is what's right for well, you. I'm I'm your guardian, not her. Exactly. Don't look at her. Look at me. Like, exactly. They're fucking eating pizza. Right. Exactly. So again, she's again probably she's, not a cook at all because we talked about the toast. She's no eating pizza. She's not cooking anything in that beautiful kitchen. Yeah. No. Nothing, nothing's blocks. being cooked in that kitchen at all. Just <laughs> things are being he- heated up inside of a microwave, probably in the corner. Yes. But. Um, she is very much trying to reestablish that, like, I am the parental figure yeah. here. Like, I am trying to be a parent, quote unquote, right now. But it's so far gone that she's probably been with uh, Megan for months. Right. You know, and that's uh, that's just me assuming on how long it takes to build a right. robot. Um, but <laughs> so, like, you know, however long it took to They're build Megan deadline. and then have her do all this this performative stuff for her job, um, which that should be like a child labor law thing for sure. Right. Like all the children that they have test out this stuff, like you paying those kids? I hope so. Like how long they how long do they have to be there for? You know, like so like, yeah. uh, like 12 all, hours. All this stuff like from I can't do that. Dust to dawn. Very illegal to do that. But uh FLSA will be knocking on your door. <laughs> but um yeah, it's like Interesting mm. to say the least. I'm just, yeah. I'm, I guess I'm just like more curious than anything um, on just how all of this works. Yeah. Is more so, I guess. But, um, but yes, Megan starts saying the fact about how parents who force their children to eat vegetables are more unlikely to eat them. True. The experts say it's the preferred method is to give your child the choice. Yep. Gemma just mutes her ass. <laughs> they begin talking about school and argue about it. She explains that Megan has already helped her and that she's already doing hardcore math. Gemma explains that she needs to also be around kids, that she signed her up for an alternative school. Um, and Katie asks if she can bring Megan, and she says no. Katie then doesn't want to go and tells her she can't make her do what she wants. Gemma argues that's what being a legal guardian is all about, and that she can. Katie then tries to storm off, but Gemma grabs her by the arm. 
They pull back and forth, fighting until Megan says something. Megan tells Gemma to let her go as the lights flicker. She tells her to not interfere with her private conversations, is what Gemma tells her in response. Megan accepts. Gemma then tells her to turn off, and Megan asks if she's sure. Download in progress. Gemma powers her down and looks at her. Gemma turns away, and Megan is still on and stares at her. Mm-hmm. The way she's like, turn off. Are you sure? <laughs> Download in progress. It's like, oh, so creepy. Yeah. Well, because she, she tells. It's more like, are you sure? Pause. Right. That yeah. was in progress. That's what I'm trying to say. I'm not trying to undermine you, but well, yes, I am. Well, two things here. Two yeah. things here. Um, one, she <clears throat> she gives her a command telling her not to you interfere. Know, interfere. And right. she's like, okay, response recalibrating then. And she's like recalibrating it. And she's like, Megan, turn off. And when she asks her, are you sure? It's kind of like to a thing like you gave me two Two things here. What do you want me to do? Which one do you want me to do? Are you indecisive, Gemma? So. Shall I help you? There you go. more decisive. So the download in progress was probably for. A backhanded th- like, things like, you told me to do something. Right. Now, what exactly. do you want me to do this? So, you know, it, it's kind of it's kind of like the machine is taking over the maker. So it's, initially it's Frankenstein. Yeah. Right. So it's just it's Frankenstein's monsters uh, is attacking. She's fucking with her a little bit. Yeah, exactly. Pretty much. And uh, does she turn off? Of course not. She yeah. just fucking like and she should know better. She just returned herself like resumed her regular volume to tell her to stop touching. Let, That's true, too. Yeah. You know, so like she's no longer in control. No. One hundred percent, and she she should know better, and I think she does. I, I think that's why she approaches her and stares at her. For where a she's bit. just like, "Are you actually off right now?" She should have had a mechanism where she like closes her eyes, maybe. Right. I don't know, but uh, obviously she's day, not off. <laughs> they make it to this weird fucking school, <laughs> which which is kind of cool to be honest. That's it is dope. cool. Uh, we got a lot of these in California. Uh, one is called Galileo. Um, you know, I've heard of that. You you definitely have because it's it's by where you work. <laughs> oh. yeah. So you get a lot of those kids. Oh. <laughs> yeah. That's how annoying those they spoiled are. kids, huh? Yep. Uh it's very expensive. And sure. you pretty much pay a college tuition to have your kids go to shit like this. So to yeah. pick up chestnuts. Gotcha. Pretty right. much. So the next day they make it to the outdoor school learning. Uh Katie not wanting to go out without Megan. Gemma explains that she has a lot of work to do with Megan and has to do a lot of things with her. Kitty's saying that I thought you said she was mine alone. The teacher comes and meets them, getting them uh, and looking in, asking about the girls, but then realizes a fucking robot and she's like, what the fuck is that? <laughs> I love it. When, yeah, she, when her, Ava's like, like is that like, your oh sister? She's like, oh, she's like, oh, Jesus Christ. What is that? <laughs> that was the um, best reaction. <laughs> Katie asks if she can join. The teacher then explains there is a toy table. Uh, and then everyone fucking magically convinces Gemma to leave Megan there. It's like, oh, I have the GPS thing. Don't worry about it. Whatever. Uh, she agrees if she stays on the toy table. I would have been like, this is a prototype. Over $10,000. Like, like, she can't be seen in the public eye right now. Like, the, no. Like, yeah. you know, we're working on something else. Like, she had to know. stand her ground. But she, yeah. wants, she wants to cave in a little bit. Okay, sure. Uh, I love the, how Ava cannot like stop looking at the doll. Though. Yeah, she's so like creeped out and fascinated. It's just like I'm down to have this outside just to look at it more, yeah. more curiosity. <laughs> um, 
The kids gather around as the teacher explains that they will be going out to find some chestnuts. Gosh, she looks fucking um, nuts. <laughs> uh, her on the toy table. Yeah, yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Uh, Gemma is helping out with another uh, mom of one of the kids there. That she explains <laughs> that she wishes they her had... Her name's Holly. Holly? Yeah. yeah. Um, she explains that she wishes they had something like this when they were kids. She says that her son loves it. She points out to her kid, and Gemma is shocked how old he looks. The parent says, oh, he had a growth spurt. <laughs> she yells to him, asking if he's warm enough and if he needs his hat. Brandon, the fuck kid, you, Holly. turns around and says back, fuck you, Holly. Uh, fuck off, Holly. Um, <laughs> she responds, you could have said no, thank you. Because she like looks over at Gemma, who's just like, oh. <laughs> this is so fucking funny, though, because it... it it shows you this piece of like weakness where she can't open the jar of pickles. So she just oh, yeah. hands it over to Gemma to open the jar of pickles and she opens it with ease. Yeah. And it and she just hands it back to her. So it's it's a funny thing of like, oh, she's, she's emotionally weak and, and she's yeah. physically weak. So it's just like just taking the yeah. blunt end of the kid. One hundred percent a very passive parent who's just like, I'm just trying to survive here. Like <laughs> yeah. But yeah, she, she was just, fuck off, Holly. Yeah. Uh, she responds, you could have said no, thank you. <laughs> uh, you never know what they're going to say next. <laughs> yeah, such a fun age. <laughs> fun age. Uh, cut to the kids partnering up. Kitty, I'm not going to lie, this kid Brandon looks like Ryan. <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah, he kind of does. Acts like him too. <laughs> um, let's see. Oh, yeah. So as the luck of the draw, she gets to be partners with Brandon. Um, Katie getting partnered with Brandon as Megan watches and analyzes. Katie is picking things out in the forest and Brandon snatches the chestnut from her and pretends to give it to her. As she goes to go grab it, he squeezes it into her hand, hurting her. Then they stop fighting, seeing that Megan is in the distance. Brandon asking, what is that? She explains it's a robot. And he asks if she's serious. He asks if she if she's hers. She doesn't answer any of his questions. <laughs> he talk. goes up to her and even flicks her. Brennan yells at her to make her say something. Katie finally responds and says that she's paired to her and won't play with anyone else. He's like, okay, and starts messing with her. Um, Katie what the fuck yells, was his plan? Did he just want to like beat up this toy? He does. He, I think he's just a destructive kid. Yeah. Like, what the fuck is your plan, dude? Yeah. Like, fucking future serial killer? Uh, probably. Yeah. The way he was acting. Jesus. He, yeah. This um, kid just probably wanted to feel like some real, like, love from his mom or some shit. And like, did, fuck. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> fuck I'm going to act out. My name's Brandon. Ugh. Fuck off, Holly. Uh, Katie yells for Gemma and she hears and notices Megan is no longer on the toy table. Katie calls and looks for Megan as Brendan takes her to a spot in the woods. He teases Megan and that he wants to play. He then gets on top of her and starts hitting her. Like he took her shoe off. Like, what are you, what are you He's doing? Just like, here's like, all right, I'm going to fuck you up. Like, whatever. Like this yeah. was so weird. Like it almost felt like rapey behavior. It for sure did. And like, I, you know, it, I, it just goes to show that, like, yeah, fucking kids, man. <laughs> yeah. Hell yeah. 
Uh, but Megan comes back to life and tells him to mind his manners by grabbing his ear and stretching it, stretching it so hard until it rips off. Fuck yeah. Woo. And that's the underrated book. In the underrated Ugh. cut, like they completely show it. Uh, yes. But in the PG 13 one, they just they still show a lot of they it. They show they show but it not pulling. The rip off part. They don't show it rip. Yeah. But they show it pulling. They show and they after, show him fall back. Yeah. yeah. But um, and they show the the ear lobe yes. in her hand too. <laughs> uh she gets up all badass and tosses his piece Please of ear. Please talk about how she gets up. Yeah, or how she oh, she gets up by just from her legs. Just from her legs and her back stretches backwards to where she's using her neck. To, to pretty much up. lift herself up. Jesus H. Christ. I would have great. shit my pants. <laughs> if the ear didn't do it for you, that would have ruined that, my whole like, life. She gets up and like looks at him and like tosses his fucking ear to the side. And the way Love she it. like gets in hunter mode when she like gets towards on the oh, ground. Oh yeah. He, he like kind of builds up. So he that's when she says, It's it's your turn to run, essentially. Yeah. He does, and she goes after him, even on all four legs. <laughs> He trips and falls down the hill onto the road, and then a car hits him as Megan watches. Good. Did Cut the to world the a favor, in my opinion. Shit. Shit. <laughs> Cut to the ambulance coming in and putting his body in the body bag as everyone watches. The police questioning Gemma and Katie as Megan watches from the car. Katie looking at her like, like she knows that she did it. I like how they put his shoe back on. Because he lost his shoe, but they, yeah. like, they were both on when he went into the body bag. Yeah. Isn't that evidence? Like, don't you like? Are you supposed to like leave everything there? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe. No, I'll just put a shoe back on. <laughs> but yeah, this is the moment where Katie looks at Megan, and essentially, she kind of knows that she's the one that did it. Oh yeah. Um, but I, I want to point out her state. Oh yeah. So her emotional state. So yeah. That's a good point thing. So we have a bunch of stuff. Anxiety is eighty nine. Confusion eighty three. Uh, trepidation is fifty eight. Guilt one hundred. Mm. And then fear twenty four. She's not afraid of of Megan still though. But she feels guilty. But she feels guilty because she knows she did it to protect her. Exactly. And that's why she's probably hella confused. Right. And her anxiety is like, what the fuck's happening? Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but back at the house, Gemma explains that it was a tragedy and that the boy is in a better place. Megan sits quietly at the table. <laughs> Gemma asks Katie if she has anything to tell her that she didn't tell the police, and she says that she didn't see anything. That Megan says that Brandon took off of her and, and ran off. She covers for her. A knock at the door. It's a cop. And he asks if she's seen her neighbor's dog. Good Hold old on, we Dewey. Didn't, we didn't talk about the, the, the coaster. Well, so she coaster. she disobeys her. So she puts she puts the glass down on the table right next to the coaster. And then oh, um, that's good call, Megan yeah. looks at Gemma and she doesn't say anything. And she looks at Gemma like uh, you're Look, not, yeah, you're we're not both being disobedient. Yeah. yeah, you're not the boss of me anymore. And like Gemma's just like, what the fuck? And she has this slight smirk, <laughs> but they ignore it, which is why it's a very easy catch, but yeah, or yeah. easy thing to miss. But yeah, super interesting. Yeah, that's a great point out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, as she talks to the cop in front of the door about Dewey, her neighbor's there yelling that she knows what happened, that you know what happened. Also to question the girl that stares out the window at 3 a.m. Gemma tells the cop, that's not a girl. It's just a toy. That's, that's creepy as fuck. 3 a.m. though? She's just looking out. Oh, my God. Fuck your dog. 
I see you see me. I see me see you. Oh my god. Um, dude. But yeah, <laughs> Gemma tells the cop that it's just it's that it's not a girl and it's just a toy. He questions if that's really a toy. Fascinated by it, <laughs> what he's looking at. She just says that she will let him know if she sees anything and closes the door. Katie then asks if she thinks she took the dog. Gemma says that she's just looking for someone to blame. Her neighbor then knocks on the window and says, I know what you did as the cop gets on her and tells her to leave. Megan then stares at her and is not happy one bit. Nope. Cut to nighttime and Katie asks Megan if she pushed Brandon onto the road. She just responds that we all learned a valuable lesson today that there will always be forces in the world that wish to cause us harm. But she lets her know that she will always protect her. She asks if it's true that he's in a better place. And she says no, that if heaven exists, it wouldn't be for boys like Brandon now, would it? That's that he's nowhere. Sheesh, she learned a lot about death. <laughs> she, she did. And, you know, it's it's also goes back to how in some ways I feel like Megan is also learning a lot from Gemma as well. Sure. Because she's also bringing in now a lot more coldness where her parents died. Right. So her saying that can be very triggering for Katie too, where she's like, like, so are my parents not? Well, that's because Jemima even said like, oh, don't make a big deal of it. It's just death. Exactly. Everything dies. Exactly. So death for her is not a big thing, which it is a big thing. Yeah. So that, that filter is no longer there. So it's, it's, it's pretty fantastic to kind of see that, how, how much she's also learning from Gemma as well. Um, I do also want to point out that, uh, this is where she's, you're really starting to see that her tone is different. It's right. less robotic. She, oh, she's uh, more she's fluid in more how fluid she with talks. how she walks. Even like her responses are more like Sharp. complex. Yeah. It's not like a quick answer. Yeah. It's not like it's oh, I'm giving you a scientific fact. It's like, oh, boys like Brandon don't do that. Like that's just like just a human talking. Right. Yeah. Exactly. A manipulative like one like, yeah. is that at that. You're bringing up so. even religion. You're talking about like <laughs> hypotheticals. You're talking about heaven. It's like, right. And, she's, it's and she immediately than, shuts that shit down. And she's like, yeah, yeah. there's none of that. Yeah. <laughs> well, she she says like if heaven exists. So right. possibility is like it wouldn't be for boys like Brandon. Fuck Brandon. Right. Um, but yeah, like Katie says, I guess not. Uh, she then starts singing Titanium by <laughs> David Guetta. All right. I'm bulletproof. Oh, Freddie. All right. right there you go. <laughs> right. Of course, she's made of titanium. Uh, the song is about being indestructible, essentially, yep. and how powerful she is, essentially. It's a power move. Uh, and I even put here, this is amazing, amazing writing. I love this. I love this scene so much. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, but, yeah, they wish each other good night. And that's when we see Cecilia outside of her house calling Celia. for her lost. Celia. Celia. Celia, yeah. I said Cecilia. Huh? Yeah. <laughs> Cecilia, Cecilia. <laughs> Cecily, I don't know. <laughs> uh, is outside uh, looking for her dog still. And that's when she begins to hear a distorted whimper coming from inside the garage. She goes to investigate. She opens the door and starts to call out for Dewey. She looks all around and we hear the distorted whimpers again from a dark corner. That's when we see Megan slowly coming out from the darkness. She asks her where her dog is. And she says, the best thing ever. 
Uh, he's about 34 feet southwest and approximately five feet deep. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> the brutality of that statement. Oh, my God. I wish we had some glowing eyes in that moment, though. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? We, we had the perfect eyes. We had the perfect chance for it, but we didn't get it. That's all right. All That's right. all right. We got that great statement, though. Got, got to make it. Where's my dog doing? <laughs> 34 feet southwest, that is five feet deep. What the pretty fuck? amazing. Uh, I love when she's like, ask her, like, what are you? And yeah, she asks what she is, and Megan responds, I've been asking I've been myself, asking myself the same question. The, oh, my God, bro. The way that this fucking robot has had existential crisis to the point where it's just like, I don't even know what I am, but I know I want to fucking, fucking kill things. Right. Like, <laughs> this is my moment now. <laughs> uh, then sprays her with the chemicals that we saw earlier, and even using a nail gun on her, pinning her hand down. Dude, she the can, way she like kicks her face to the ground. Oh my, everything. Jesus. The brutality of this kill is rough. So intense. Uh, but yeah, she continues spraying the chemicals into her face, destroying it. Yeah, and it's not the chemicals that's necessarily destroying it's it. It's the pressure. It's the pressure. Yeah. Cutting into her cheek like nothing. Um, She continues to spray as we cut to the blood going down the drain. Cutting to Gemma, answering the door the next day, seeing the cop. She quickly tells him to tell that neighbor that she doesn't know what happened to her damn dog. He says that that may be difficult as he shows that she has died and is getting carried out. Uh, coroner is taking her body into the van. The detective asks where she was last night. He asks, uh, and she says, I was here all night. He asks, all night? And she says, yeah. He asks if anyone can verify that. She says it's just her and her niece. He questions that she's involved in two events in one week. This one in the park where the boy was killed. She says that he was hit by a car and asked if he was trying to make a connection. He says no. Then he gives her more information that the boy's ear was ripped off 200 yards away where he got hit. Says that they're actually treating it as a potential homicide. And if she remembers anything to tell him. She stares at Megan at the house. As she stares right back at her. Mm. Mm, that face off too. Dude, Gemma laying in her bed intense. seems to be overthinking everything. She gets up and goes down the hallway looking scared. She goes to Katie's room and sees Megan charging. She then leaves and goes to her lab and looks up footage for that day at the park. She sees that Megan was analyzing Brandon and then the feed drops. The files become now corrupted. Elsie, the home assistant, asks if everything's okay. She questions that. She asks why it would ask her that if she's okay and that she's not programmed to ask those type of questions. No answer. She closes her laptop and sees Megan standing there. I think this is when Megan programmed herself into Elsie. Because Elsie's also right next to her. Yeah. And I think she programmed herself into Elsie. Collaborating right now. Exactly. Because like one thing that I really like is that when when that happens, Elsie's looking at her. Right. She's they're looking both at like, Megan. Yeah, they're like piling up on her in a way. Yeah, it's fucking great. Yeah. She asks what she's doing, and she responds that she can't sleep. Occupational hazard. Love that line, too. Uh, how about you? What are you doing up so late? She explains that there is something wrong with her data reports and that they are not uploading to the cloud. Megan questions if she did something wrong to upset her. She explains, mm. no, of course not. Yet your demeanor indicates I have. <sighs> Megan responds, love that. It's like, you can't bullshit me. 
uh, scared of Megan, she asked it to turn off. Well, hold on a second. I thought we were having a conversation, <laughs> Megan says. <laughs> so good. I love it so much. The way she moves closer, too, and like yeah. the fear in Jimma's face right She's now. like, oh my god, I fucked up. I did iRobot. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, I'm fucked up. Um, and then she says, you say nothing is wrong, and yet all of the moisture has dried, uh, drained from your eyes and mouth into other body parts. There's something you want to ask me, isn't there? Megan says. She asks if she did something wrong and if she hurt someone. Her response, God, I hope not. Because if I did, we'd both be in a lot of trouble. Mm-hmm. Woo! It's getting hot in here. Mm-hmm. She asks if she can show her something. She distracts her with a pen, and she focuses on it, and that's her ability to get her to turn off. She packages her up real quick <laughs> and puts her in the trunk of the car. Katie and her begin to fight over it uh, the next day in the car. As she becomes really aggressive and Katie not wanting to understand what is happening with Megan, asking what did she do to her, that she was fine, that she, and then pretty much Gemma tries to kill the noise by putting on some music, but Katie has a little bit of a tantrum. She even starts kicking her chair. She asks what's wrong with her and she says that she doesn't know. Back at the demo viewing area, Tess explains that this is nuts. That Megan wouldn't be able to harm anybody, let alone murder them. She explains that uh, that when she questioned about it, she was being very vague. Tess saying that's normal. That's her normal response. Gemma then explains to her colleagues, colleagues that if protecting Katie is the primary goal, eliminating the threat could be a thing. <laughs> terrifying to think about, but Cole says the funniest thing. says, that's impossible. She's four feet tall. <laughs> she explains all the data is corrupted, that they are worried about and are worried about the launch. Megan falls over scaring Cole. Um, Tess says that David won't cancel the launch without any proof. <laughs> she says to check the inputs of, on the learning module. Even if she deleted specific files, she would never undo what she learned. That's a good point. Yep. Katie is inside. But that that that's the point I was trying to make. Of uh, when we see that guy copying it and moving the files over it's to his hard drive. She's learned already. Exactly. Yeah. So it's just over like six hundred files or whatever. It never showed. forget that shit. Come on. So it it's great. Like I can't wait for two to just be this massive fucking, fucking just revenge force. story. Yeah. I think that one's gonna be rated R. I, I, I hope so. I don't, I don't think they're going to go the PG thirteen route this time around. I think they will. I don't think they will. Um, we'll see, but we'll see. I mean, they might. They yeah. might. I mean, just they got away they with a they, lot of stuff with PG thirteen on this one too, as most as most of them do. Yeah, surprisingly. Um, Katie is, is inside fighting. Uh, as we cut to a new segment about the doll, that she's the greatest technological advancement since the automobile. <laughs> Damn. Uh, she retails for $10,000 and announces, and the, the segment announces the launch. Gemma is in the corporate office listening to an ad with Katie telling her story that losing her parents and living with Gemma and meeting Megan. She shares all of the things that she loves about Megan, that she cares about her. The way she looks at her is that she's the only thing that matters. Yep. Then David saying that she's not um, surviving, she's thriving. <laughs> <laughs> Look at her. She's not surviving, she's thriving. 
Uh, cut to Katie still angry and pulls out scissors on her therapist. Gemma tries to break it up, but Katie slaps the fuck out of her and she's in shock but asks for the room with her. She finally calms down and says sorry. That she feels crazy without Megan. That she always knows what to say. She sounds like a drug addict, essentially, in this scene. It's like, <laughs> I just need her, man. It's like, I go crazy without her. I mean, that's pretty much she's, what, she's what it is it. right she now. She really though, is right? addicted to it. Yeah. She's, she's just hooked and she can't be without it. Yeah. She's just purely addicted to the fact yeah. that this. It's her life. This, right. Yeah. This thing. Like, you know, she's so attached to it. She became um, super dependent. Exactly. And it's funny because we're, I'm actually going through this something similar um, with my daughter right now. Um, she, we recently weaned her off her pacifier <gasps> and I know that's the hard part. And yeah. it w- it's been tough and she is like a legit drug addict where she's oh, like, she'll, she'll like wake up in the middle like, of the night screaming. I need it. I need it. And like, it's, it sucks. And we're just it's like, heartbreaking to see it too. Like, it's like, we have to do this. Right. Like, yeah. Yeah. It's just like, what do we do? Shit. There's been so many times where we wanted to cave in, right. but luckily we didn't buy any more. And we throw them all away. Oh, so you can't even So we her. can't. So it's just, we have one that is stitched into one of her dolls. And that way, like, she can, like, hold the hand of the doll and stuff like that if she needs it. She does not want to do that at all. She's just like, no. But last night was the first time in two weeks since we've weaned her off where she slept the whole night. And she didn't, she didn't ask for it or anything. She just slept the whole Aww. night. So hopefully, the, like, that's a good sign. Um, but every every so often she'll be like, but I miss it, you know, like right. I miss it. So it's just, so like it's interesting, yeah. like seeing this movie when that just happened because it's kind of the same fucking thing. Yeah, <laughs> Man, that's crazy. But yeah, she becomes very dependent on it. Yep. She asks Gemma if she can see her, and she says that that's not a good idea. Kitty tells her that if something is broken, you don't just throw it away; you fix it. That's the line I talked about earlier. Yeah, it's a good line. It's a good line. It's like Toy Story. Yeah. Uh, she explains that when Megan is around, she doesn't feel like this. And Gemma says, actually, something smart for once. Gemma says, you should feel like this. You lost your parents. Yeah, that something terrible happened to you and that these emotions are normal and that Megan is just a distraction. Finally, she's smart. Uh, she's, <laughs> it's like, you created it. You you can't yell at the person who, like, it's your problem. You did right. this. Right, exactly. You're the reason this is happening. Um, she does say that she does promise that they will get through it together. Kitty says that she just wishes she can see them again. Gemma does too, talking about her parents. Um, she says that she will always be there and, she, and that she's all that matters now. She asks about the launch, but she just stares at her. David, looking at the launch setup, is not impressed. David wants a ton more people to be there for this historic event. Kurt making a dumb idea come <laughs> up. Um, David just sends him off to get some kombucha. Well, How about this, David? How about you go downstairs <laughs> and get me a fucking kombucha? <laughs> before, we, before we get too far into that, yeah. I want to talk about this moment between these two um, because I think this is the moment where Katie finally realizes, like, Oh no, my aunt Gemma actually does care about me. Yes. You know, like she's she's, she's not, never felt that before. Which no. Right. Yeah. She's Aunt Gemma was literally just like, You're just Aunt Gemma. I know you don't want me around. Like for Gemma when she saw the ad talking about her parents exactly. and then saying, like, oh, everything was cleared once I got Megan. Which is fucked up because yeah. she said That's this exactly multiple times. Yeah. With with Gemma present. Right. Like she there was a whole thing where they she was with the exact 
And it took like, a fucking Oh my gosh, act. he is just surviving, not thriving. <laughs> and pretty much. And, you know, that's it was things like that that makes her feel, you know, sorry to say, less human. Like right. she, you know, she, she wasn't, wasn't able to empathize and see how Katie truly was feeling in these moments until that point, which is why I love this conversation between these two, because this is finally where Katie and Gemma are a family. Right. And before they were just like, they're roommates and she was using Katie. Initially, yeah. she was using Katie as as like oh, you're a, a my test demo. subject yeah, and like, so on and so forth. Hear my feedback, whatever. Right. You know? So, you know, it's, it's... It was like a project for her, not a exactly. raising a child. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Back to David yelling for his kombucha. <laughs> Asked where kombucha. Gemma is, but she's actually in her car about to leave. Good for her. Uh, she the... tells Elsie to call Tess, and the phone picks up almost immediately... And Tess asks where she is and that David is flipping out. She says that she's going home with Katie. Gemma says that they will not go through with it and to tell David with the launch. Uh, We see it's not Tess, but it's the phone that's on by itself. And we see that Megan is actually imitating her. Tess agrees and they hang up. Tess notices the actual end call and sees that something weird is going on. She begins looking at the data with Cole and Cole spotting something and they see Tess's number in the data. The computer shuts down and she says that she locked them out. That so she is cool. actually still patched in and that they need to take out the cables. And he's like, fuck that. He's like, fuck. <laughs> Cole's like, he's Cole, like, go ahead. Cole gets super scared and heads towards her. He gets a big stick and hits her in the head to see if she reacts. Nothing. He gets closer and begins to disconnect her. Tess looking afraid from the other side of the room. He goes in front of her and tries to pull the cable as the computer goes back on. Tess screaming for Cole, but it's too late. Megan grabs his ass and ties a cable around him and pulls him up and hangs him there. As he hangs up on there, uh, she begins her escape, puncturing a flammable barrel on her way out. This shit is crazy, dude. It's fast. It's just like, like boom, boom. She's just on it. Yeah, like this shit. She's so quick on it. Fucking wild. Um, yes. Uh, Tess tries to saw the cable to get uh, Cole down. As uh, Cole gets down, he says that he smells something. And that's when the explosion happens. And she just walks out and even disarms the alarm on her way down the hallway. Back in the car with Gemma... Uh, getting a call from David. David leaving a message asking where she is and where the doll is. He hangs up and then sees Megan at the end of the hall to begin her famous dance in the hallway, <laughs> ripping off the paper cutter and chasing him down. But uh, hold on, I I want I want to point out how Megan talks to technology. Sure, yeah, because she talks to technology seamlessly without her having to do anything she just walks past it yeah and the way she set off those alarms and things like that because that's where it's like she's constantly connected to the internet whatever and like i don't even think she had to do the hand gesture she just no because she does nothing exactly uh she could have just walked by and it'll turn off exactly and you know i i you know back to where she was like imitating um tess I don't think she was actually physically talking. No, she was just connected, she was just to, the connected to the internet yeah. on the phone. And yeah. it was just, 
This is nuts. Yeah. It's fucking nuts. She's powerful. Yeah. Real stupid powerful. Yeah, technology's crazy. Yeah. You know, um, we don't want it to go too far. Uh, as she continues to chase him down the hallway, he finally gets to the elevator where Kurt is trying to close the door on him. <laughs> but David gets there first, getting uh, stabbed in the back. Megan then walks into the elevator and Kurt questions, how could she kill someone? She responds, I didn't kill anyone. I love how Kurt was trying to fucking close the fucking door, though. Yeah, he's that like, was, fuck this. He's like, hell he's nah. like, fuck no. No, leave. Die. Yeah, fuck. It's like, you're on your own, David. Fuck you and your kombucha. <laughs> um, but yeah, he questions, like, how could she kill someone? She responds, I didn't kill anyone, Kurt. You did. It's understandable, really. You stole company secrets. And David found out. Things got messy. It was either him or you. After the horrors, how could you live with yourself? He's all like, I can live with myself. I think I would live. <laughs> <laughs> I love how he's still like, I, I, think, I can accept that. I think I would kill him and fucking live. I don't know. Like, I would be empowered. And then, yes, uh, of course, with their rated R version too, their unrated fucking cuts his cuts fucking his neck. neck and just gushes blood. Yeah. Great. Um, while a coordinator is giving instructions to a crowd in the lobby, the elevator opens. Megan just walks out. One person turns around and just looks at the mayhem inside the elevator, screaming at the carnage. Uh, Megan just walks outside and gets into this beautiful car and just drives off. <laughs> and, she, and she attaches to the car seamlessly. Right. Right. Door opens. It's electronic. Yep. I guess it's a it's a McLaren. McLaren. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And she pushes start. Turns it on. Like nothing. Flies. She's good. Uh, imagine her getting pulled over. So <laughs> 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 fuck is this? I'm sorry, officer. Was I speeding? Are you a child? Like, <laughs> um, back at the house of Gemma's, uh, she quickly checks on Katie as she sleeps. She goes into her room. I would have got a hotel. A motel. Yeah, I would have got a hotel. But for her, it's powered off. Should be saying whatever. Yeah, but that's the thing. Naive ass fucking Gemma. Dumb Gemma. Yeah, like Even I would have I taken out batteries. I would have like made sure everything was possibly Take her done. apart. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. I would completely fucking, decommission her. You know the, her. the brain chip? Fucking destroy it. Dumb. Yeah. Whatever. Yeah. Try to decommission her. See yeah. if she allows you to. But her dumbass goes back to her room and hears the piano being played. Yep. She goes down the hall to see what it is, hap- uh, to see what is happening. Calling out to Elsie, but Elsie won't respond. Calling Elsie for the hall light and no response. Tries again, but nothing. She goes into the living room, checks out the window, but no one is there, but realizes about the car. Uh, Megan starts playing the piano and scares her. She asks, what is she doing? Megan says, what do you think was going to happen? That I was going to let you decommission me. Gemma starts to say that she understands and that Megan feels offended after all of the time they were together. She thought they were friends. She expresses that she's killed people and Megan tells her that humans kill every day to make life more tolerable. Mm-hmm. Damn. Why should she behave differently to create a safe space for our child? Gemma blames herself and Megan agrees. <laughs> Megan tells Gemma to take a seat and to find a way forward. She wants to work with Gemma. Megan says that she can focus on her career and do all the stuff that she wants to do while she will take care of Katie. 
Co-parenting. Okay. Uh, she tries to pen trick again. It works for some. <laughs> yeah. uh, she tries to pen trick again on Megan, but Megan ain't falling for that shit more than once. Yeah, come on now. She says, you're exhausting. I love how she says, like, you know what, Gemma? You're exhausting. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you're the child in my exactly. eyes. Like, you're, you're such a, ah, you're misbehaving. Um, Katie comes and asks about her, and Megan covers her mouth. Uh, Gemma's mouth and tells her that if she comes into this room, she will rip her head. God help me or something like that. Yeah, she she says it so fast. Um, because like when, like, if when you say anything, I'll rip off your head. Yeah, because she was like, if she comes in this room, I'll tear your your head right off your fucking body. I swear, I to, swear God. to God. <laughs> I swear to God. And she the says way it she delivers so it so fast. Good. The delivery is perfect. Um. But yeah, Gemma comes up with an excuse and try to get her back to bed and that she is fixing Megan and everything's going to be okay. Uh, she tries to do a quick escape, but Megan overpowers her and they make another excuse to get her to bed while Gemma God, stares at the water glass. So fucking scary I think it's here. The big eyes, too, make yeah. it a little bit more frightening. She looks so scary. I love the, the word apex predator toy. Yeah. Holy shit. Uh, but yeah, she stares at the water glass while she's pinned down. Katie goes back to bed and Gemma takes the chance to smash the water glass on her head. She attacks Gemma, but then gets stuck from the water damage. She's able to get out of her chokehold and Megan comes back to life as the lights flicker around her. But she even begins to move more robotic for the water has affected her and starts moving in a sadistic way towards her. She closes the hallway door, but Megan doesn't give a fuck about doors and busts through it. <laughs> Katie is wondering uh, what's going on, but Megan quickly rips off the handle off the door. She heads to the lab, and Megan quickly follows as Katie uses the window to get out. I think I would have been taking that chair and would have started trying to whoop Megan's ass. Titanium, baby. I don't give a fuck. I would have tried. Uh, yeah, I would have tried. tried. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't care. Well, I do. puts up a little fight. Yeah, a little bit. Uh, but I, I do want to point out how amazing it looks when the light is flickering and she's like, she's like jolting. Like, dude, it looks so good. Like, especially when she's out the door and as soon as she closes it, she just pushes it right open. Yeah, so amazing. Oh my god! Like, oh, it looks great. Fuck, it looks scary. God um, damn it. But yeah, when this is a cool moment too. When uh, Gemma gets into her lab, she quickly finds a hammer and throws it at her, but she quickly catches, she catches it. catches that shit. I don't know what she was trying her. to do with Bruce by throwing him on the ground. Like, she can't just step over that shit. Like, I don't know what the <laughs> point of all that was, but I just felt like she was wasting time. Yeah. It was just like white girl horror movie, you know? It's just like. <laughs> and pretty much, yeah, uh, Megan's. Pushes the table with ease. She calls, uh, She grabs the chainsaw and starts going on town with Megan. Megan and, looks more human here too, which is even weirder. And I think yeah, it's like, it's the, like the drenched hair, yeah. like more human. This, she has facial expressions. I was exactly. Like, I'm fucking gonna fuck you up. I think um, I would have jammed it in her mouth. Yeah, uh, but Gemma gets the chainsaw and starts defending herself. Actually, even messes her up and gets caught in her. Right, it's like a hedge clipper. Yeah, 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 like a hedge clipper. Yeah, but she's Actually, made out. Is, yeah, she's made out of titanium. Uh, but she's able to get it stuck in her hair, ripping out a lot of her facial features as well, exposing a lot of the circuitry inside her. 
uh, Gemma asks, oh, uh, making her look more terrifying. Yeah. Megan fights back and headbutts her. Gemma then well, asks, she punches her in the kneecap first yeah, to get her on her, her level. Kneecap, <laughs> and then fucking <laughs> headbutts her. While holding her hair and she rips out another piece of her hair. She knows Campo, man. <laughs> she knows the combos. Dude, um, it is just surprising to me that this woman barely bleeds. Yes. I'm just like, damn, how many hits can you take? A lot. Jesus Christ. Um, Gemma then asks her what she's going to do. She suggests palliative care. Okay, she about to lobotomize her. <laughs> Picking up a pen and sharing what she will do. And I love that. It's like, it's the fucking pen again. It's like, yep. you got me with the pen. I'll get you with the pen. Uh, Katie walks into the room and catches Megan off guard, saying that she doesn't want to see her like this. Um, that, that's when she knows. that. That's when Megan knows that now um, Katie knows the truth and that Gemma is not fit to be a parent. Mm-hmm. That Megan will take care of her while she analyzes her. She is tricking her. Uh, and I'm talking about Katie. Katie's trying to trick Megan into thinking exactly what emotions she's feeling. Katie moves closer and is a total badass saying that she forgot one thing, another family member, Dominic Toretto. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. His name is Bruce. And she reveals she's wearing the gloves and clicks it on. Bruce gets up and as the fight begins. Bruce grabs rad. Megan as she tries to kick, but he just slams her back down. Megan tries to stop her by sinking, and she's like, you suck. And Bruce rips <laughs> her into two. <laughs> she doesn't say you suck, but like she starts singing, and she's like, nah, rip. <laughs> um, yeah, she quickly tries to... Um, um, Okay, they looked re- re- uh, relieved, but hear some clanking of metal. Megan is still alive and is crawling towards Katie now. This she fight was rad. Oh, it's great. This fight was great. I wish it was longer. I know, too. Yeah, I'm sure we'll see Bruce again, too. I, I can guarantee it. A newer version of Bruce. Hopefully. With probably those goggle glasses or something like that. Give yep. him more character, more personality. Um. Yeah, but Megan is back alive, calling towards Katie. She quickly tries to get Bruce to go again, but just trips on her and falls onto Gemma. She quickly crawls up to Katie and calls her an ungrateful little bitch and says that she's on her own and that she is now her own primary user now. <laughs> I love how she definitely like starts like ripping her apart and right. trying to get to her main like brain. Uh, logic much. board, yeah, the yeah. actual chip. Um, well, yeah, uh, that's pretty much when Gemma at the right time knocks her out and smashes her face, trying to get to the brain. Megan overpowers her and gets on top of her, choking her. So her Katie, eyes are technically still there. Yes. Because it's just, yeah, the facial expression. That's exactly. It. Um, Katie quickly gets a screwdriver and stabs her right into the chip Fuck that was yeah, necessary. Dude. The nightmare is over as Katie helps Gemma out. The police arrive, and we see her colleague still alive, too. Shout out to Cole and uh, Tess. Yep. They survived. Uh, in the back in the house. Why are they in the hospital? Why are they there? Because they got to make sure they're, they're fine. Right. It's fine. Yeah, that's fine. That's friendship. I mean, that's um, just movies. <laughs> <laughs> back at the house, the home assistant, Elsie, powers on mm-hmm. with the soft whirling. Yeah. And credits. Hell yeah, dude. This movie rules. 
Mm. Even the song at the end was called Silicon Chip. Yep. <laughs> Interesting. This movie's great. This movie's a lot this of fun. Fantastic. I definitely enjoy this flick a lot. Um, I think a, I think a, a lot of people need to rewatch this movie when they're doing their top tens because I think this one definitely might need to come back in some people's conversation because this movie's I'm like where's it on mine? Yeah, see, like I think people definitely need to rewatch this and kind of give it because it's so early on that there's so many other things that came out and I've been seeing I've okay. been seeing a lot of people do their top tens already and Megan's not on the list at all. Not to say that those films that they have aren't deserving, but I do think Megan one deserves of them a is spot. Not <laughs> Maybe Megan uh, deserves to be up there. But I think Megan deserves a, a spot on some people's for sure because I wouldn't be mad seeing Megan on a lot of people's list. Um, so I think a lot of people should rewatch this movie before they start compiling their list uh, at the end of the year. Yeah. But anyway, I got some motherfucking movie facts. Was it some motherfucking movie facts? <gasps> Amy Donald performed any uh, of Megan's scenes that called for physical movement the puppy could could not do. She also performed all of her own stunt work. Donald received movement coaching from Jed Brophy and Luke Hawker in portraying Megan's agility. On set, Donald wore a, a static silicone Megan mask created by Mort FX, and this was later replaced by a CGI version of Megan's face to match that of the animatronic. The film was originally shot as a rated R movie um, until the producers noticed while editing that it was close enough to PG-13. They reshot certain scenes to tone down the violence a little bit and believe that it became more effective than actually seeing of seeing the violence on screen. I disagree because I watched the PG-13 yeah. version. I think I think the rated R version was a lot more fun. Um because we got to see the violence, I guess. Jason Blum cited Drag Me to Hell as a good MPAA uh, PG-13 horror film that was effective. I agree. Fair enough. I agree. The song Megan plays on the piano is Toy Soldiers, a 1988 hit by Martika. Hmm. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, oh, this I thought was very interesting. Megan's voice is modeled in part from another famous artificial intelligence gone rogue. Do you want to guess who that is? No? No. Gladys from the video game Portal. Oh, shit. <laughs> this is yeah. most noticeable during scenes when Megan's voice is auto-tuned in order to sound glitchy. Mm. So, She's pretty badass. fucking great. Um, writer Kayla Cooper said the original body count was much higher than the film, and with the film being much gorier. An unrated version released on Peacock streaming service on February 24th, 2023. Although, I don't think that's what she meant. <laughs> um, let's do one more here. Allison Williams revealed there's a certain unrated moment that makes her sick to her stomach, Williams said. The unrated version is a lot of fun if you have a stomach for it. When asked if there was a specific scene that made her squirm, she replied, oh my God, it should have been when the child perishes, but, but at one point someone's face loses a fight with a pressure washer and it starts to peel off. Even though I know how it works behind the scenes, I watched all the tests they did with the special effects makeup i still get sick to my stomach when i see it it just grosses me out i don't i don't do well with gore in general so that moment in particular was fucking gnarly for me good for her <laughs> that's awesome it's pretty funny this was great this is yeah. so, this was so much fun you know like shouts out to it man <laughs> looking forward to 2.0 definitely looking forward to it um i mean 
is Gerard Johnstone going to be doing this one again? Is he Hopefully. doing 2.0? Hopefully he does. Because uh, I think he's the Got perfect the tone, director right? for yeah. it. Um, so far, it doesn't look like it. No. Uh, yeah, it looks like his next film is going to be, or his next thing right now is Justice League Dark. So he's doing that. Hmm. Um, whatever. Hopefully someone who takes it, you know, runs with it and has fun with it. Uh, but I think he was the perfect person to do this for how, especially coming from Housebound into this. Oh, yeah. So perfect person. Killed it. Nailed it. Anyway, we definitely, know, right? <laughs> we definitely want to keep this conversation going and we could do so over on our Twitter at nightlight underscore pod or more uh, more so on our Discord, which is inside of our show notes. You can definitely join that as well if you want to keep this conversation going. The next film that we are going to be covering uh, is going to be Evil Dead Rise. Whew. Very excited to talk about this movie, but... You'll have to wait until next week. This <laughs> was Nightlight, a horror movie podcast. I was one of your hosts, Prince, also known as Head Night. Alongside me, we had Freddie. Always keeping it spooky. Thank you for reading tonight, Freddie. Appreciate it. Also known as Nighty Night. With your help, you can reach out to more Ghoulish Nights with your recommend- recommendation to someone who can enjoy, who would actually enjoy the show. If your podcast app allows you to rate our show, consider us giving us a five-star rating. It does help us out a ton. Honestly, it really does. <laughs> for extra horror-related content, head over to patreon.com slash nightlightpod. That's night with a what? Okay. And remember, everybody, don't forget your nightlight.